Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I took them on a long, probably like a 45 minute high speed chase. I went from one side of town to another. Man, it was crazy. My grandma called me while I'm on this high speed chase. She's like, boy, what you doing? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> She like, where you at? I'm like, just driving around. She said, what's that noise? I said, I don't know. The police passing by somewhere. How many cops are chasing you? It was probably at least about a good 15 of them. I come back from my lunch day. I'm about to go pick up my gun from my mom's house. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me the cops never showed up? Never charged me. Never charged you? Six months later, I never get charged. I didn't have no warrant after my arrest, nothing. Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I'm here from Old Boy in the Nitty. Uh, he is a rapper, and he is falsely incarcerated. And we're going to be doing an interview about his story. So check it out. Well, this has been, you know, uh, tough to get get you into a position. Um, yeah, you're, cur- <laughs> you're currently incarcerated on a, a charge, which we'll get to, right? But so, yes. so. Um, but let's let's kind of start at the beginning real quick. Where where were you born? Uh, I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was born to I was born in the north side of Tulsa, Oklahoma, home of the nineteen twenty-one race ride. I grew up in the rough side of town. Like it wasn't no it wasn't no, you know what I'm saying, privileges and nothing. It was a side of town where it's just rough property basically. They don't even have no grocery stores to this day on my side of town. They got a lot of dollar stores with no good produce in there, so they kind of let you know where I come from. So, I mean, do you have any brothers or sisters? Where's yes, I have. Uh, well, my father's been incarcerated the majority of my life. From the time I was two, three to I was eighteen, what was then that he for? went back. Uh, drugs, okay. trafficking, money. Right. Um, then my mom. She lost us to the system, which, well, my grandmother took custody of us because she was with some friends that used to boost clothes, and you know what I'm saying, to make sure we had clothes and stuff. We, they didn't have no jobs. They was just kids with babies, with a whole bunch of babies. My mom was 15 years old when she had me. So just imagine a 15-year-old with a baby in that daytime age, you know what I'm saying, right. trying to raise a baby. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like she, she was doing what she had to do. To make sure we had food, clothes. So you, your grandmother raised you. Yes, my grandmother raised me. Okay. Has your mom been incarcerated? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, she's been incarcerated. She was incarcerated from the time she was a minor till she was an adult. And my grandma just basically just kept custody of us throughout that time period. Throughout my life, my grandma raised me. Until how, I was, how many kids? It was just me and my oldest brother at the time. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm like the second. I'm the second oldest out of six siblings in my mom's side. Um, okay. So you went to, you know, 
raised in a rough area. You went to school there, right? In that area, yes. or they bust you to. I went to school. school. I went to school from elementary, junior high, two weeks of high school, and I get expelled. What did you get expelled for? It's crazy to say what I got expelled for because I could have been expelled for a ride. I had a ride one week where somebody was playing wild ball and the wild ball just like intentionally kept hitting me. So I took it and just talked to Bill, look, I'm not going to give it back to you because y'all keep on hitting me with this ball. You know what I'm saying? And it, big old fight broke out. So that's what's not that, – that ain't what I got expelled for. They let that be. So one day I was in a rush to go to school. My oldest brother, we had like the same backpack. So I grabbed his bag, he grabbed my bag, he jet out, leave, go catch his bus and go to school. I'm waiting on my moms to come take me to school because I'm running late already. And I go to school on the west side of town, West Thompson now. I was tired of going to north side schools. I was tired of seeing the same thing. Like I always, all my life, I always knew I was going to be somewhere big and wanted something more. But it was just like, I wanted to go to a different school. I wanted a different center. I didn't want to see the same people I grew up with from elementary school. And now I got to see y'all in high school. I'm tired. Like, I don't want to see y'all no more. <laughs> so I, I went to school one day. It didn't dine on me until I got to class. Like, I went to go digging in the bag, and I looked. I'm like, oh, I got the wrong backpack. But as I grabbed his backpack, uh, my neighbor grew some marijuana one time, and he, like, framed, like, pictures of weed, like, water leaves. And I put, like, a couple joints in there, a couple blunts. Like, you know what I'm saying? The frame, and I was selling it to someone. And then I got caught with that. I didn't get caught with it in class, but I was I was going to the vending machine to get snacks. And then when I came back to put the snacks in my bag, a mini baseball bat fell out of my backpack, which was my brother's he got from the state fair, which was a keychain. It was a keychain, legitimate keychain, but it just happened to be like this long. Like it happened right. to be about this long. So it was just like they was they seen it. The lady called the vice principal. It was lunchtime. And I came back off my lunch break. And she was just like, the vice principal wants you. So I go see what the vice principal want. He like, come in, have a seat. And he asked me, what am I doing? I told him what I was doing. He's like, oh. So I don't know if he was confused. I was trying to get up and leave after that. And then he was like, nah, you have a seat. Do you have your bag with you? I'm like, yeah. Want me to go get it? He like, yeah, go get it. Let me go get my bag. So the whole time, I'm not thinking nothing of this bag and nothing in this bag. I'm just thinking like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Do they smell the weed on me? Like, I smoked some weed earlier. Like, they come high. So I get in there. He see the bag. He, like, pick up his phone, call for security. Security coming there. Look at me. They start going through my bag. He go through the bag. Boom. He didn't see nothing. He, he's like, check it one more time. He checked it one more time and see the picture frame. And he pulled a picture frame out. And then he found the mini baseball bat. And then it was just like, they caught my people. And they just like, it's failed. They expelled me from school. I've basically been out of school since I was in the ninth grade, two weeks. Hey, did you explain, like, I grabbed the wrong bag? Yeah, I explained that. Like, they weren't trying to hear that. And they was like, <laughs> it was, I don't know if it was that I was high in class or that might have just really been it. Like, this motherfucker's high in class, too. Like, he's high. He got the munchies. Like, but it's like, I did my work. Like, I wasn't no person that just pulled up in class. Oh, I got to be the class clan. Like, I did that there in life. I was, I smoked a little weed. You know what I'm saying? I had a heart. I smoked weed. You know 
but they was basically they just <clears throat> considered that like a, a weapon, right? Yeah, they treated it like a weapon. So I mean, I had a weapon in school. I'm like, man, it's a keychain. You get them at the fair, like you, you people get these on their keys, so they won't right. lose their keys. <laughs> but they weren't trying to hear that. So it was just like, get out. So, so what? What happened? And all in. After that, I found myself out of school that summer, running around with friends, and it was like school was about to start back. But I've been traveling at the same time, too, and it was like school been starting back, and I'm like, well, shit, I'm about to see if I can go back to school. Like, even if I got to repeat the ninth grade, I'm about to see if I can go back to school. Like, I called one year, the dude was like, hey, your people come re-enroll you. I couldn't get nobody to re-enroll me in school for nothing. You know what I'm saying? They wanted, they was like, you don't want to go to school. I'm like, why would I not want to go? Like, I'm begging to go to school. Like, I've been a whole summer. Like, I want to go to school. Then nobody want to enroll me. So I just took that as a, everybody gave up. So I just took off. I took off at 15 years old. Left the state of Oklahoma on my own. Got me a car and just left. Drove until I couldn't drive no more. Drove until they took my car. They took my car in Denver, Colorado. When they took my car in Denver, Colorado, I, I just started making a life right there in Denver. What What were you doing? Man, man, I had girlfriends. I had ladies taking care of me. Like, I wasn't pimping or nothing like that, but I used to think I was at one point in time. But I just had a, like, it was 10 to 1 there, so it was like I had had a girlfriend for everything I needed. Like, if I needed, I had a girlfriend for all that. Like, I needed somewhere to stay. I needed money. I needed clothes. Like, I had to learn how to survive. Like, I just, everything my grandma showed me, I was just used it. Saying, surviving, like you know what I'm saying. At one point in time, I had a girlfriend. She just wanted me to be a babysitter. Like I get, come on, you know, I got babysitter kids all day. Basically, that's what she wanted me to be a boyfriend for. So you know what I'm saying. Then nobody know how old I was at the time either. I told everybody I was 18 when I was just 15, just turned 15 actually. So nobody never knew exactly how old I was. I just always told everybody I was 18. Well, I never really. Huh. How long did this go on? How long? Oh, man, that probably went on until I was like 16 years old. Like, I finally turned 16, and I was just was like, hey, look, I'm not even grown. I just finally told like two or three of them, like, look, they still didn't believe it. They was just like, nah, you bullshit. I'm not called home. It's like, how old am I? And they was just like, shit, he 15, 16, then you just have a birthday? I'm like, yeah, I just had a birthday. So I just and they was just like, damn, for real. <laughs> like, I think I think my oldest girlfriend was like 30, 31. And like 15, she was 31. Yeah. And like um, my oldest girlfriend. Okay. So I mean, did you get did you ever get a job or anything? Did you ever try? Nah, like I didn't like at first, like when I first got stranded up there, like when I first went up there and got stranded, it was like I started asking for my birth certificate and social security card, and it was like, I couldn't get nobody to give it to me. They're like, why you want that? I'm like, shit, I'm trying to get a job. This is around the time Hurricane Katrina is around, you know what I'm saying, after that moment. So, it's man, the people trying to give me a job without the paper, I just was so honest. was like, nah, I'm not a victim of Louisiana. Like, they was just going to give me the job just on the strength. If I would have just been like, man, I came from out of New Orleans, they would have right. just gave me the job. But I was just honest. I didn't want to come back and bite me in the ass. They go, well, where your, where your FEMA paper at? Where your Red Cross is? You know what I'm saying? And I didn't know nobody to get no type of paperwork if I had to forge it or anything. So I didn't know nobody at the time. So they just like, I just like, nah, I ain't no victim. They were like, well, they just look, overlooked me because I wasn't no victim. 
but I still tried to get a job. Like my first, my first, what seven months I tried for a job. I could never get my birth certificate, social security card from my mom's or my grandma. Nobody wanted to give it to me. It was a back and forth story. Like, well, your mama gotta go get it. Well, your grandma gotta go take me. Well, your mama gotta go. And it was like, I finally got a girlfriend that was like, hey, you need your birth certificate, social security card. You know what I'm saying? So one day I just ended up getting on the Greyhound, went back home, got what I needed. I stayed for a little bit. Then I found myself, I found myself needing money. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was needing money and then they had a lot of drugs up this way for cheap and I could take them back home. So I started doing that for a little bit. Like I'll take a little bit of drugs home, sell them, get what I need. Gone by my business, and gone. I never tell nobody when I was coming and going. When you say take some drugs home, you were you transporting the drugs? Or you were just saying you're going to yeah, buy. Yeah, I get on. I, I go buy them in Colorado, take them down to Oklahoma. Okay. What does that pay? I just, man, let's say let's say I spend five hundred on a quarter pound of Kush. I can go take that five hundred, turn that to thirty two. At the time, like it was still twenty dollars a gram in Oklahoma. Fifteen dollars a gram, so it was like I could turn that to thirty two five hundred to thirty two hundred, no so problem. How, how long did that go on? Man, I think I did it. I finally turned eighteen, and I was just like, "Shit, I'm on my way home." I was on my way home. I came down for uh, spring break, stayed all the way to August. Ended August. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm about to go home." and starting to slow up. You know what I'm saying? So I called baby. He was like, shit, I'm on my way home. Then nobody else know I was leaving Oklahoma. I never tell nobody when I'm coming or going. I just pop up like I've been in town or down the street. But hey, let's go pick it. And comedy, a lot of people that know me know what I'm down there for. So it was like, Shh, yeah. So I went from there to one day we was I was leaving. <clears throat> I had my I had my partner with me. You know what I'm saying? I had probably like a, a little cutie of marijuana, marijuana on me, some baggies. I was just so impatient that night because I was already frustrated with everything that was going on that day. So I found myself in a situation where I needed a ride, but then I was like, fuck it, I can walk because I was that impatient. I, I'm a walk. So I, I left one girl house, went to the store, gave me a pack of sweets. And I just took off walking. Like, it's crazy. My ride, I could have got a ride from. They just drove off. And I just like, nah, I'm going to get somebody else come get me. And I should have just jumped in that car. So I'm fresh into 18. Shit. I'm walking. And my partner, he got his pants sagging. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, pull your pants up, man. Quit walking like that. You know what I'm saying? That's a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Don't walk around with your ass hanging out. You know what I'm saying? So we walking. I see a police car. But it ain't nobody in the car. It ain't no car pulled in front of it. Like, we coming around a bend, like a bend. All you see is this police car sitting up under the highway bridge, the expressway bridge. So we looking at it, and we just cracking jokes. Like, man, damn, man. I hope nobody ain't doing nothing to no police, because that police car just sitting there with the lights on. The lights are spinning. And we don't see no head, no body, nothing. So we just like we just, we just cracking jokes, like damn, boy, I hope nobody did nothing to no police. That'd be crazy. We gotta find the police over there. Like it looked like somebody took off. We, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody just took off and left the police. So as we get closer and closer, we get around a little bend. We see a slew of police cars. 
So we ain't paying him no mind, but I turn around and look at my partner before we get there. He got his pants hanging down, so I'm like, and he walking like he got this big-ass gun in his pants. You know how a person look like they're reaching in their pants for a gun? Right. He walking like this the whole time. I'm like, hey, bro, because I know what I got in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? I'm paranoid now. Like, hey, man, straighten up. Walk right. Like, fix yourself. You know what I'm saying? He, ah, man, fuck that shit. Woo, the damn boy. I don't know what the fuck he going through, but he losing his mind. Cause I'm telling him, hey, man, fix yourself, man. The police gonna see you looking all, you know what I'm saying, looking like a thug. You know what I'm saying? They gonna come and get you because you look like that, just on the strength. Like, coming from where we come from, that side of town, you walking with your pants down, baggy clothes, you got something on you, what you got? They gonna come and pull up and Stopping frisky, just on the humbug of what you look like and what you get on, and how many people standing right there. So with that in mind, I'm telling, hey man, put my belt on so you can pull your pants up. Obviously, you know what I'm saying. We going on, and and it was like we kept walking. Hey, we walked past him. We get to the corner of 11th and Garnett. It was like a police car pulled behind us, and then one just pulled in front of us real fast. No lights on. No, no, nothing. Like, they just was like, hey, put y'all hands up. Turn around and walk back. And I just looked at my clothes like, shit. I got on like, shit, $300 worth of shoes. Like, I'm not, no, I'm not getting in no grass to walk back. Just tell me what I did. Like, you know, I'm standing my ground. Like, what did I do? You stopping me for what? What are y'all stopping us for? Being that we kids, they like, shit, turn around. Get down on the ground. I'm like, I'm not going to get down on the ground. What is y'all stopping us for? So they're gone for about a minute and a half. So the man was like, well, look, y'all fit the description of somebody that just robbed that store. I said, we don't fit no description of nobody that just robbed that store. What the people look like? I got an afro at the time. He like, the person got an afro and light-skinned. The dude is crazy. The dude he looking for, but he he give me this. Um, let me stop. He give me the description of this guy. I'm like, we don't fit none of them descriptions. I'm like, what we look like robbing something then walk back past y'all? That's dumb, ain't it? That don't make sense to y'all? They like, nah, y'all fit the descriptions. Turn around. They got their guns drawn on us, and I'm still standing my ground like, hey, we don't fit no descriptions because I know I got this quarter pound of weed in my pocket. And so he like, well, just turn around. We want to pet y'all down, make sure y'all ain't got no guns on y'all. I complied. Like, all right. You know what I'm saying? They walk up on us, gun draw. They pull their gun down. One of them grab me, walk me backwards. He pat me down, felt the weed. You know what I'm saying? When he asked me, like, you got something on you? I'm like, yeah. I like, I got a little bit of weed on me. You know what I'm saying? He like, what side? I'm like, it's my left front pocket. You know what I'm saying? It, it couldn't be that much because you couldn't see it. You just pat my pocket. You know it ain't third. You just patted it. So right. the man, he went in my pocket, pulled out his weed. He didn't pull it out of the way. Yeah, he pulled it out like 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 this and in his hand and just looked at it and slid it back in my pocket. He was like, damn, man, you just told me you just had a little bit of weed. I said, that is a little bit of weed. <laughs> like, it's a quarter, it's a quarter pound of weed. It's compressed. I'm like, that is a little bit of weed. He like, nah. He like, all right, I ain't tripping on it. I mean, play me like I ain't tripping on it. He was like, what's your name? So I give him my first and last name. My friend, you know, we always get this call. We ever get pulled over by the police. Shit, stick with my story, I'm gonna stick with your story. You know what I'm saying? So we always come up with these fake names, you know what I'm saying? Just in case we ever get pulled over. So that night I wasn't using no fake name. I told him I like I told him my real name, shit. My homeboy, shit, he 
they asked him, what is my name? And he was like, such and such. He like, nah, that ain't his name. He tell these people that ain't my name. I said, damn, you really gonna tell them people this is not my name? Be honest this time. This is like, I'm begging and pleading. Like, this is not the time to bullshit. Tell these right. people what is my name. Man, the man ran my name. was like, we been waiting on you. We been waiting on you. It like, it like, we just been waiting on you. He was like, you going to jail tonight. Like, even after I argued about my name, like, they sat there and played a whole game with me with the intent on even taking me to jail, period, because they said they was waiting on me. What was it? For what? What's the reason? They never told me why, but then all of a sudden they booked me for possession with intent. And when I got the intent charge, it was just a whole bunch of sandwich bags with a quarter with a zip of weed, 28 grams, and then probably another, probably like 10 grams in bags. Like sandwich bags just balled up in there. Nothing in these sandwich bags. They booked me for possession with intent. But have a sandwich bags and some marijuana. So I, I went to jail. I went to jail. And I had my bond money. I told my people to come get me. They took my bond money, went to the casino, and lost all my money. And it was crazy. I used to get so high. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you gave. Yeah, you heard me. Damn, you heard me right. Money. I got my family my bond money. They took it to the casino and hopes to flip it. I don't know why. And never bonded me out. You need so new family. We, <laughs> I said that to them, man. Like, I'm so distanced with them. Like, like I love them, but it's just like, at the same time, I don't dislike them. It's just, I just know y'all ain't good for my growth. Right. I gotta stay away from y'all until I, until I blossom all the way, until I'm able to help y'all out because as long as I'm around y'all it's just like y'all gonna try to take from me so but like I said I went to I went to jail 18 first time ever in the county jail first charge ever like I'm I'm not scared it's crazy I get in there I know everybody They're like what are you doing here I'm like oh shit I'm in jail that shit they like what's your bond I'm like this 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 they like I bought bond there I'm like shit boom I figured out how jail work got a bonds me myself Shit, I called my girl all the way in Colorado, told her the situation, told her what happened to my fine money. Shit, she sent me some money, and my auntie, one of my cousins, worked in a jailhouse. I was like, hey, you go check my property and see if it's some money inside my shoes. Grab it. Shit, I had $500 in my shoes. Shit, she took my shoes, and they went to go buy me out. My girl came all the way down and buy me out from Colorado. Like, okay. I found the bondsman that'll fuck with me, and it was just crazy. Like, I, my family hurt, and I gotta get somebody all the way out of town to bond me out because y'all don't know how to, like, this money's just too much in y'all hand. So I went from there to bond it out. I fought with the case. I stayed in Oklahoma, I had to fight the case. And then we finally got it to my first defense. They gave me a deferred sentence. Sent me to a program called Red, which was a minimum max, a mini max minimum security prison with barbed wire around it, but it was based off of a boot camp military structure. Right. So, so there was a lot of discipline in there. So I went there for seven months, got out from there, came home. I think like, my first week home, I got into a high speed chase. Yeah, like my first week home, I just, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, I needed money. 
So I found myself in a situation where I got out of prison. I had a car wreck in Texas, and I got out of prison with like $1,500. And I like, shit, this ain't enough to live on. I'm going to need some money. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody trying to hire me. Like, I'm young. I ain't never had no job ever. So it was just like, I found myself back in the gang. And I was driving one night. I had some ecstasy pills. I had like 200 ecstasy pills. And I was driving one night. Like somebody called me. I met these girls. We we pulled at the quick trip on. We pulled off. We pulled out to an alley and I see this police pass. You know what I'm saying? We just sitting there bullshitting for the moment, you know what I'm saying, chopping it up. So boom, I'm like, what shit her? I'm about to go on my way, y'all go on y'all way. Don't go back the way y'all can. Y'all might run into that police. So boom, I pulled out, go the way that I went, that I didn't come the first time. I come off the back street, that same police pulled right behind me. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking at him through the light, looking at the light, like, damn, this light sitting there for a long time. In my mind, he already turned his lights on, the light was red, I just took off. I just took off, took him on a high speed chase. I mean, you don't even know if he was going to take, how do you know he was even going to pull you over? I I felt it. You just watch me in that alley. You just watch me in the alley. You creep out that alley for you. The, the, I know the police, man. You going You ain't. You ain't snooping around for nothing. You see something, you trying to see what's going. What these people doing I in this dark alley? Still wait. I would have still waited, man. I wasn't gonna give them the advantage of calling for backup, man. I can't let you call for backup, man. Listen, listen, man. I can't let you. Like, I can't let you call for backup. I got to get a head start. Like, I know all the police stations there, so it was like. Where I'm at, I'm on the east side. I got to go from the east and get north, get somewhere safe. So I took him on a long, probably like a 45-minute high-speed chase. Like, I went from one side of town to another. Man, it was crazy. My grandma called me while I'm on this high-speed chase. She's like, boy, what you doing? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> She's like, where you at? I'm like, just driving around. What you about to do? I said, I was about to call you and see if you was at home. It's crazy you called me. She said, What's that noise? I said, I don't know. The police passing by somewhere. I was like, She she was like, What you doing? I'm like, Ah, oh, nothing. I was about to get ready to come over. You know what I'm saying? She like, well, where you? I'm like, Where you at, Grandma? She like, I'm at the casino. I'm going to be here for a minute. I'm like, All right. I like, I guess, I guess you'll probably wake up. I guess I'll probably wake up and see you then, Grandma. I love you. She's like, boy, what's that noise? I heard behind the phone up because it seemed like the police got louder and louder. She kept asking, so I just hung the phone up. Um, I circled past the house three times, made sure nobody went there. I, I can get in. So, boom, I passed the house and went back the way I was coming in and went on the other side of the creek and just jumped out the cop through it and parked, jumped out of it. How many cops Shit. were chasing you? It was probably at least about a good 15 of them. <laughs> 15 plus a helicopter. And the car's in your name? No. I don't okay. ever do I, I don't ever drive cars in my name. <laughs> so you take off. So I take off. I took off on foot. It was like, man, I don't know what a guy had to be with me that night, man. I jumped in this creek. It had rocks, like big rocks, little rocks. It was like I touched one rock, jumped in the water, touched the water, jumped back up the rocks, and now I'm up on another side of the creek. Hopped over a fence, over the leap, 
ran up under the helicopter. The helicopter never seen me. It was coming and I was going. So I ran past this helicopter. My next door neighbor sitting outside. They like, boy, you better run. And once they notice it's me, I'm like, hey, can I go in there and hide? They like, hell no, nah, boy, you better go somewhere else. I said, damn, y'all some fucked up neighbors, ain't y'all? <laughs> So I, shit, I'm at the door. It was like a horror movie. You know how in a horror movie, people panicking with the keys. I'm sitting there with like six keys in my hand. I know which key it is, but tonight I can't just think. So I'm fumbling at the door like, oh, my God. The police passed by. Foo, foo, foo. I'm like, please don't let them see me. Please don't let them see me. It was like I was invisible. Light right on me. Like the lights are shining on me. I'm, I get that one key in there, spent that light, man. It was like I just fell in that door. I fell in there and I took all them pills and hid them. But earlier that day, I paid my phone bill and I left the receipt in the car. So I'm in her high and my grandma called me again. She like, boy, what? Boy, these damn police better not be around her for you. I said, what you talking about? <laughs> she like, boy, I'm at the casino. All I see is police going back towards us, coming back towards her house. She like, I'm about to go and leave. Where you at? I said, I'm at the house. I started whispering. I'm like, I'm at the house, grandma. She's like, what the hell are you whispering for? I'm like, the police got the house surrounded. I'm hiding in the attic now. I didn't hit the pills. I didn't jump in the attic, barricaded myself in this house. I'm I'm sitting in the attic, like sweating bullets. I'm on ecstasy. So it's like the pill kicking in harder. And all I see is the police. They come straight to the house. Boom, 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 boom. We know you in there. We followed you. I'm quiet as a church house mouse, and I'm like, mm, I better not say nothing. So my phone steady going off. It started ringing. I put it on silent. It started vibrating. It's like I swear to, I swear to God, they can hear. So I'm up there. Shh. I, I finally answered. I'm like, hello. My grandma like, boy, she cussed me out. She's like, boy, what the hell you didn't did? I said, grandma, I ain't did nothing. They just She's like, you ain't been out of prison. She cussed me out. She's like, I'm passing by the house right now. What the hell you done did? I'm about to park across the street. She parked across the street telling me play by play what the police doing. So I'm watching them on the side of the house. They shine a the light up at the attic. I'm backing up like this. I'm down, they see me, but I know they can't see me, but in my mind, they see me. So they, they beat at the door for like five more minutes. And they just finally gave up. She called me. She was like, boy, come on up this goddamn door. I said, mm, Grandma, the police with you. You about to let the police get me. Mm, you about to let the police get me. <laughs> she said, boy, you better come up with this goddamn dog. Get your shit and get the hell up out of here. I said, Grandma, uh, you got the police with you. It's daytime by now. It was nighttime when it started. I've been in that attic since all night. I just didn't want to come up out that attic. I finally came out. I looked around, it's daylight, no police. My grandma's sitting there furious. She's like, well, what the hell you done did? I went to go get all my stuff. I said, grandma had all this stuff on me. And the police just started chasing me. Like, he just started chasing me. She's like, where the car at? I said, I left it on the other side. So I called my girl. It was like, hey, report your car stolen. Tell the police somebody stole your car. So you go get your car. So boom, if they ask, I'm like, if they ask, you just tell them shit. You, you, you went out. You went out drinking, you was drinking with your friends, shit. You might have left your keys in the door. You don't know. You don't remember. You don't remember how you get in there. You was drunk. I said to tell him you was intoxicated. So shit, they gave her a car back. Three days later, I was in that car again. This time I was on some <laughs> Why listen, is she even letting you borrow the car again? And now this time, this time is me, her, my son, my brother. I'm on my way. I was on that. It was crazy. Like, normally, I, I take my gun with me everywhere I go. 
I got my drugs with me because I don't want to have to have nobody follow me back home to see where I'm hiding the drugs, where I'm hiding it. So I probably got everything on me, but this time I didn't. Like this one time at some, you know, you know that voice in the back of your head, be like, hey, mm-mm, leave all that. Someone's like, you ain't gonna need none of that. Leave everything. Just grab your phone. I was like, all right. I just listened to that, listen to my gut. Grab my phone, looked at my gun one more time, like, I'm gonna need it. No, you ain't. Tell myself, no, you ain't. Boom. Jumped in the car. Drove. I went to go pick my other son up. And then my cousin called me. She was like, Kemp up. I really, 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 really need you. Can I get a ride? I'm like, where you at? She told me where she was and where she was trying to go. I'm like, all right. I'm trying to keep it from getting in trouble. I know her daddy going to kill her where she at. So I'm like, all right, I'm on my way. Boom. So I'm driving. This truck comes speeding up the street. And I was on the phone at the same time. But I'm looking at the road. Like, I got the phone in my hand, driving my other hand. I'm looking at the road. So I see this truck come speeding. As this truck comes speeding, he just hurry up and turn in front of me, hit a quick left. Boom. I almost hit him. If I would have kept going, I would have hit him. So hey, I merged all the way over in the oncoming traffic. It wasn't nobody coming, but he just hurry up and turned this corner on me. It was the police was following him. Police turned all the way around on me, followed me. And we probably went a half a city block. I probably had like four cars on my girl looking at me like, I'm looking at her like, we already arguing, so I'm frustrated. I'm like, what the fuck? Police pulled me out the car. He pulled me out the car. He was like, then we just have a foot chase with you about like a couple of days ago. I was like, nah, hell nah, not no, me. No, wasn't me. He was like, me. listen, swear up and down it was me. The man said, you got the same build, the same afro, same outfit. I, I damn near had a pack of white beaters. Like I go by all through the summertime. I just had on white beaters all summer. So that was my that was my work. I, I didn't wear nothing but a white beater. I go different shorts. But yeah, man, I uh the man pulled me out the car and gave me my whole description, everything I was wanting. He said the only thing changed, he looked down at them shoes. He said the only thing changed was your shoes. He like, but I am for sure because I was right there on your back. I remember looking at him because I turned back and looked at him face to face, like Damn, this motherfucker's fast. He is on my ass. <laughs> he said I was running with you. But yeah, the man gave me my whole description. So I was just like, nah, that ain't me. He like, yes, it is. I was running right behind you. I almost had you. But he was talking about he almost had me. He was right on my ass when we jumped in that creek. Like it was like I touched that creek and looked back at him one time. He was like, if he would have just dove, he would have had me. But he was too scared to dive. He didn't know how deep that quarter was gonna be. So I just, it was just like crazy. I'm looking like, nah, that wasn't me. He like, it's the same car. It is you, Mr. Payne. I knew it was you. I'm like, nah, it ain't me. So he get me in his car. He turned, we, he get me in the car for driving without no license. So they, they booked me on drive without no license and I'm on probation. So I'm not supposed to be driving. So he got me in the car. We drive off from the scene. I tell my girl, come bomb me out. Like, hey, bomb me out. Go grab that money. Come get me. So, aren't you already out on bond? No, I'm out on probation. Oh, okay. I'm on probation. I didn't went to prison and came out. I've been out two weeks and got into one high speed chase. Went from the high speed okay. chase to a week later to a couple days later, driving that same car. This is all in that same week. Like, so the man, like, uh, 
he drives and he pulls out to the side, turn everything off in the car, like all the microphones, the cameras. He turned off his cell phone and he just right. looked at me like leaned over and just looked at me. He was like, I'm in my mind, I'm like, damn, he about to beat my ass. He is about to beat my fucking ass. I'm about to get the shit beat out of me right here on this damn side of the road. I said, just man, if you beat me, just throw me out the car, man. Let somebody come pay, take me home and leave, man. Fuck it. You beat me, just, just drop me off, let somebody take me home. In my mind, so I'm like, fuck. So he just look at me. He said, man, I know it was you driving that car. He was like, man, he was like, we need people like you. He said, man, because if you wasn't so damn and much in trouble, man, we would love to have you on our force, man. Driving like that, he's like, man, we need that. He just got to breaking it down, like man, like he, like he admired my driving, like man, you hit a corner at sixty miles per hour, and you didn't flinch. I'm like, he like, man, you where you learn how to drive at? I'm like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't me, sir. He yeah, like, he man, I know it was you. <clears throat> nah, he turned everything off. Like he turned everything off. Like the man, like he damn near trying to recruit me. Like shit, we need you to come be a driver for us. Like, huh? I'm looking at the man like, man, if you, he was like, man, if you had his record, man, we need you to come be a driver. Like, you can drive. Like, where you learn? I'm like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, I ain't number 19. I'm looking at the man like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, man, he just was stuck on my driving that night. He just got talking about all the corners, how I was turning, moving, driving. And I just, in my mind, I'm like, damn. What kind of car were you driving? Man, I was driving a damn Subaru Outback. Listen to me. Listen. Gave they gave they ass the blues. That charger couldn't fuck with. I was hitting railroad tracks like ramps in it. And I I don't know how I did it, but it was just hey. <laughs> like like I've been driving since I was eleven. So it was just like, man, it was just like driving a go-kart. I was just thinking like I, I like to go fast. Like I should have been a race car driver. Like, I'll probably go from one side of town in probably, like, five minutes. I'll probably hit 100 all the way there. Like, if I see a police, I'll slow it down. But if I don't see no police up that runway, I'm about to gun it. So what, what happened to the cop? What did the cop say? <clears throat> uh, he just he just was impressed. And he was still trying to get me to say it was me, but I told him it wasn't me. So we go from there to booking me in jail. He booked me in jail. He was like, we're just going to book you for no driver license. You need to go talk to your probation officer. We see you on probation. So I did everything, bonded out the next day. Went to go see my probation officer, told her the whole situation. I even told her how I got, how did, how, why did I get pulled over? Like, she was like, cool. Like, I had a, I had a fire-ass probation officer. The only thing was, hey, don't get in trouble. Like, I understand you smoke weed. Like, it was so much. Like, I had a fire-ass PO. Like, she was so, so for me. Like, shit, I know you young. I told her my whole life story when we first met. Just told her what I've been through and, like, where I'm trying to go. She was just like, shit, get through this. If you can get through this the first year, first six months, we're going to get you on unsupervised. You come here clean. But then I had another case out of town, so I had to go. Take care of that. She sent me out of town for about like six weeks. I was good. I came back. When I came back, I ended up, uh, me and my girl got into it. I guess I was gone too long and court proceeding out of town. And she had to come and get me. She came and got me. I guess she didn't like what she seen. That was just something. So when we got back home, it was just like fire. 
So one day I went to go use the car. She told my PO that I stole her car and I did this, 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 and this. She sat in the PO office. So it was crazy. I, as I pulled in the driveway of the parking lot of the uh, probation office, it's like I just flashed, flashed her, just flashed in my in my in my face, like like a flash. Showed her sitting up there angry, and I felt her. Like it was, I, I just told my partner, I'm like, man, grab all y'all stuff. Boom, we go up in this probation office. It was just like how I seen it when I hit that parking lot. I seen her sitting her arms crossed. She looking at me. She got the look of, damn, I fucked up. Yeah, I know I fucked up, but I'm mad. But I fucked up. Like, she knows she fucked up. Like, this why I hit the the line. Like, you sitting there trying to turn me in. Why is you trying to turn me in? Knowing what I'm out here doing in these streets. You, you get all my money. Like, you see everything I touch. Like, whatever I got going on, you really going to turn me into my probation officer? So, boom, my probation officer, I get in here. I got in there. She closed the door. Like, she laughed about it. She, like, I find this funny. I'm like, why? She like, because the whole time you was going through this, that girl called to make sure you was her, did this, 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 and this. I said, now she's sitting there trying to turn me in. She's like, I know it don't make sense. That's just women. She broke it down for me, made it make a whole lot of sense. She's like, she mad out there. Whatever you out there doing, you need to stop and make it right with your girl. I'm like, Shh. she turned me in, and my probation officer was just like, give her a car back, and y'all either need to get it together or you need to quit messing with her. She's like, you need to make that decision today because this right here, if I was anybody else, you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know what I'm saying? I probably went to jail right then and there on the spot. Right. So she was like, Send your friend on down there. Don't get all y'all stuff out the car. Get that girl that car set back. Boom. She like, boom. She like, let her leave. When she leave, you can leave. I like, cool. So she let her leave. We watched the league in the parking lot. Like, P.O. laughed about it. Like, that, that's crazy. That girl crazy about you. That's why she did it. She like, that girl crazy about it. I'm like, nah, she, I'm over her. Like, that's over with. Like, you literally just tried to turn me in. What? So, Fast forward, probably, what, two months later, I'm in jail. It's around, like, November. No, it, yeah, it's around Thanksgiving. It's before Thanksgiving, I'm in jail. So she come and see me. Same girl, so she come and see me. This is my, this is my son's mother. Right. She come and see me. She, like, basically, she, like, shit, I feel good because I know what I can find you at. I'm like, what the fuck that mean? You feel good because I'm in jail? She's like, yeah, because I can find you. I know where you're going to be at. I said, damn, that's what this is about. Like, because you can't find me, motherfucker, you know where I'm at. <laughs> so that's when everything kind of came out. You know what I'm saying? She been cheating. And I just was like, I felt it. Like, I knew you was cheating. Like, I, that's why I just quit coming home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Dude popped at the door one day. She been cheating and she feel good that I'm in jail because it's where she can find me. And I just, I when I sat in that jail cell at night, I just told myself, like, I never fuck with her again. Son and all, like, I'm cool. Like, if you don't let me see the kid, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? She one of them people, she wants you to fuck with her in order to see the kid. And they was like, nah, I'm cool. I don't want to fuck with you. Like, you don't, you know what I'm saying? Shit don't go your way. You want to see me locked up. So I can't have that. I'm cool. Right. Yeah. So I just left that alone. And fast forward, shit, I went from there to back to hustling. I'm still on probation. 
And then eventually, New Year's come. New Year's come. Uh, I didn't know it was New Year's Eve. I was so wasted. Like, I was so shit-faced, wasted. Like, I didn't know on, it was New on Year's what? Eve. On what? Man, man, I was on promethazine, codeine, cocaine, PCP, uh, ecstasy, weed. Like, I was so, right. I was so, like, I don't know. Like, I was just, because, like, my lifestyle, like, I had to constantly stay moving. I'm selling drugs, so it's like, I'm taking one drug to work for this drug to work for this drug, and I'm telling myself this shit. Like, if I do this, do this, and do this, you'll never know I was just fucked up. Like, nobody never knew I was just fucked up. Walking, talking, driving, handling business, you never knew I was just fucked up. Like, so I was just like, so I was a functioning addict, basically. Like, I was functioning on uppers, downers, loosening gents. Like, but I was, but it was, I still got the end game in mind. I got to go get that paper. So, like, I had to get that money. So all I know, like, some days I'll be so fucked up. I'll start off with a pack of drugs. By the time I wake up sober, I got a pocket full of money and no drugs. I'll be asking myself, what the fuck I do with all these drugs? Like, I got the money to count for, but I just be so out of, like, damn, who did I meet? People be like, man, you was over kicking it. You did this, this, and damn. Like, I had to stop. So I guess I used to just get so shit-faced to a point where New Year's Eve came around. I was sitting at my cousin's and I was sipping on some drink. Like, she like, let me get some. I was fucking with like, hell no, nah, I ain't sharing this shit. Like, she really got up in her feelings and got mad and got so angry to the point. Like, I'm like, well, shit, I got this fire-ass weed. My cousin just came from New Amsterdam and he brought on some weed back. So he like, shit, I got this, boom, I got some weed from so I'm like, well, shit, you want to try this weed? Some fire. Like, they send me, I'm going to break this weed down. I'm like, shit, let's smoke. I reach in my pocket. My cigars is broke. So I'm like, well, shit, somebody tell me to go get some cigars. So I said, somebody go get some cigars. Everybody fucked up except one person. So the dude, she like, hell no, nah, you can't use my cars. I'll take him to the store. So I get in the car with dude, put my, I uh, had a mink hat on, black hoodie, black jeans, black shoes. So I, uh, we riding, the police pass us. Like when they passed us, you know what I'm saying? I sat there, I don't do all this. So I just sat there in my seat, let them pass. You know what I'm saying? They passed us. I guess they see a white man, a black man in the car. We hit the main street. We driving. He like, up, oh, they go to the police. They said, you know, the police light came on. We pulled in the parking lot. And. I'm just sitting there like, shit, I ain't got nothing to worry about. Like, shit, I'm on probation. I'm good. Like, I ain't doing nothing wrong. I'm just a little fucked up, so I'm going to sit right here. You know what I'm saying? So this shit is already, obviously, you speeding or something. You know, that's what I'm thinking of my mind. They pull him out the car. I don't even think of nothing of it. Man, that motherfucker came around there. Two of them came around there. I got the window. He, like, rolled the window down. I'm like, what's up? I cracked it just a little, you know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. Like, what's up? And, like, we need you to step out the car. Like, all right, comply. You know what I'm saying? I ain't thinking nothing of it. As soon as I get out the car, the whole game changed. The man tried to rough me up like it's ice on the ground. You trying to fight with me on this ice. You trying to beat me up, really, like the man up and trying to rough me up. So I just turned to look at him like, hey, not today, man. Don't nobody feel like fighting with you. If you if you going to pat me down, pat me down. Do your fucking job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just turned around snapped on Like, you up here trying to rough me up like he pushing me up, got my hands behind my back, trying to trying to see if I'm a buck them and shit. Like, I ain't trying to buck you, motherfucker. Search me so you can get the fuck on about your business. So, 
I guess he didn't like I was just so calm, cool, collective about it. We go from there to they searched the car, they searched it again. The second time they came back, he popped the trunk, came back out the trunk with a glove on, talking about this yours, and closed his hands on me. And I'm like, what's mine? Ain't nothing mine. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about, Then They ran my name. He, I guess they see something flashing. So the man pulled me up. He's like, this you? I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, but that can't be me. I ain't got no one after my arrest. I ain't did nothing. The whole time, I got a one after my arrest for possession. He charged me with possession, too, that night, New Year's Eve. So by the time I get in the county jail, I ain't, I'm so out of it. All I remember waking up was like three to two or three days later. You know what I'm saying? I'm groggy as shit. Like, I'm like, well, damn. I call home. They're like, damn. I'm like, shit, I just now did. They're like, motherfucker, you been in there since New Year's Eve. I'm like, well, damn. They're like, shit, what's going on? I'm like, shit, I don't know the man. This shit, they got every possession. I'm like, I don't even, they gave me two charges. they like, charge with two possessions. I'm like, yeah, they charge with two possessions. Boom. So, so you're saying, I, but you're saying that wasn't to the law. You're saying it wasn't even yours. Huh. Man, it wasn't mine. You ain't nine tenths of the law's possession. Possession is nine tenths of the law, which is on person, your persons. You know what I'm That's what possession is. If you get it in your possession, you get custody, obtaining, holding. Like you get possession of it. That's what possession is. So down here, they're charged with possession. Just because they got to meet that quarter and you shit, like I already got some possession with intent. We in a drug infested neighborhood at the store we had is a drug store. You buy drugs at this store. We just pulled in this parking lot. You followed us to the parking lot. It's the only store that happened to be open right here. So it was just like all the, all the things mixed right there. Just like shit, fuck it. We got us another one. Book him. But while they was booking me, this is what they told the white man. They told the man, hey, you see what happened when you ride around with people like this, niggas? I'm like, what? He said, niggas. I looked at him like, damn, dude looking at me like, damn, what you do? I'm like, I ain't, I'm looking at him like, I don't know what the fuck. But it's crazy because they searched this man. This man had like six, seven prescription drugs on him and had him mixed up in pill bottles. They even told the man we could charge you for this and let him go. So that right there lets you know that I was in some, it was some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You think, this is all, you think this is Yeah, all- hell yeah. And then from the it's running racist. from the cop, man. No, I everything mean, I'm saying from like, the cop, from when you ran from the cops. Nah, this right here stem from just me being a felon, black at nighttime. This charge, that's really what this is about. It was all about me being in the cop with a white man going to the store, and it was basically telling they talked to man Zion, which was a white man. Hey, you see what happened when you hang out with? See right. what I'm saying? Like, like I'm just riding around with white people out there. So like this, like, yeah, like this is uh, against the law or something. Like we're at the fucking store, the store is open. As long as the store people can come and go, right? So yeah, right. it was just crazy. Like while on my side of town, like prejudice is at an all-time high. And these are people that don't understand my city limits. So it's like they training is trying to come harass us. Beat us up, uh, put drugs on us, potentially kill us. Like I done had homeboys get killed by the police. Like I done been jumped on by the police. I think I was like, I was like what, twelve? I got jumped on by the police. Eight of my dog. 
it, that a dog hit me up. I was doing something wrong, but at the same time, once you identify me and I'm on the ground and I'm complying to you, why you still let this dog eat? You still let the right. dog eat me from my legs all the way up to my arms. And that was at 12 years old. Like, it was the craziest shit ever. Like, that was that. I think that's when I really just was like, fuck the police. I don't want nothing to do. I don't even want to know. I can't stop for you. Like, 12, I made my mind up. I will never comply. Not until it's in front of somebody or people can see me and help the situation. Like, I can get pulled over today. I'm, man, if it ain't a, enough people right here to see this, I'm not pulling up. I'm going to pull up where I see people at. Safe. Shit, right. people going to make you feel at least somewhere safe and secure to the start of this. Somebody going to see what's going on and get a footage of it. Because if you leave this scene looking like this and make it to the county George judge house looking like this, what happened? From, from being picked up and dropped off in the jail, you got your ass beat. You down and got killed in that backseat handcuff. Like, they do it. Like, it, ain't no, it ain't no big secret. They do that shit. Intentionally. So, like, they harass, they harass black folks. So they booked you. Yeah, they basically nah, they just when at one point in time, yeah, I got my ass beat. I got stumped on with the little shoe, the flat shoes with the hard seal on the bottom, the whole saw kicked in my chest while the dog was eating me, screaming for help. Twelve years old, man, screaming for help, like help. Like I'm screaming for help. Like, please let another officer come in here and see this man beat my ass on this floor. Get him. He just that's all I heard. And once I just was like, shit, help ain't coming, man. Get the dog out for you. Fight or flight kick in. I'm like, the worst he could do is pull his gun out and shoot me. You're going to shoot me, but the evidence going to show that you let the dog bite me first. So I just shit. I hit the dog. I just started hitting the dog, and the dog backed up. Hurt, backed up, and he was so mad, he kicked me in my chest. I just rolled over. When I rolled over, he finally just pulled the dog back. Somebody walked in. I think he about to let the dog hit me some more once I had my stomach. Somebody walked in, and shit, he... Pulled the dog back, dude cuffed me up and was like, this the only one? This the only one? They got me outside. It was like six skinheads. All of them was bald head. And they just was like, shit, we know you ain't the only one in here. Who else is with you? Like, they got me on the truck, on the, on the hood of the car, like hot with my face planted to it. And I'm just like, look, I'm the only one. I see my friend walking in the field. I know they see them too. Like, it's a little residential neighborhood, but I know they see my friend too. So I'm like, shit, man, that he was a white man. It was just like, shit, we don't see him. No, it couldn't be him. So they, when I looked up, I see one more car coming. And it was like that last car was my savior. It was another police. It happened to be a black police named Officer Dorsey. Officer Dorsey pull up, assess the situation, and see me pant up get this car. And they looking at me and shit, he pulled one of them to the side and they sitting there talking. I overheard him saying, look, well, I'm going to just take it from her. You know what I'm saying? The dude like, nah, we got it. He like, nah, I'm going to just take it from her. He called it in right then and there because they never called it in and said they had it. So right, they so called it in was like, so what they called in was like, well, shit, the alarm was just going off. It ain't nobody there. They just said the alarm was going off. It's clear. Ain't nobody hurt. That's what Dorsey said. He said they called it. They just said they ain't got nobody. So the whole objective was let the dog eat me till I die or beat me until I die. He told me when I got in the car, he said, you know what they was about to do to you? He said, they was about to do the worst thing that you can ever think of. They was going to probably potentially kill you, hang you. 
you like to die at you up, then I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, I think I ate my balls. Like, like, it bit me in my legs so bad, I felt it in my, you know what I'm saying, my testicles. Like, I don't know if he bit me there or nothing. I couldn't, I was just so shaking. Like, I was so, you know what I'm saying, trying to deal, process what just happened to me. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, I'm trying to whole processing this shit. Like, I just got bit up by by the police. They never called it in. This man telling me they was about to kill me. The man asked me who I was. Dorsey asked me who I was, and I told him who I was. And once he knew my last name, he was like, I know your grandmother. Whoa, 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 whoa. Blase, blase, skip. She worked with the damn boy. Yeah, I know your grandma personally. He got on his phone, called my grandma, woke up out of sleep. Like, it's like 5.40 in the morning, woke up out of her sleep, told her what the situation was. Like, I'll be bringing him home soon. He got hung up with her. He was like, your grandma sound like she pissed off at you. But I'm about to go get you cleaned up and patched up. He called some Emsa buddies of his. We met up somewhere. They patched me up, gave me a shot, patched me on up, and sent me on about my way. I never had a charge. Nothing never was done. Like, it was just like it never happened. I'm the only one living with it. I live with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nothing never happened. Nobody never knew about it. Like, I, I ain't, me and my grandma never told nobody. Like, it was such a secret in the family. Like, didn't nobody know about it. Like, didn't nobody know I got hit up out of dog. My brothers didn't know. Don't nobody know. Like, even to this day, we still never told nobody. So, like, it was just like something I lived with from 12. And that's probably why I don't want speed chases and don't want to stop. So I know what they do to me. So they're like, well, okay. Well, fast well, forward. Let's, yeah, let's, I was gonna say, let's go back to the. So this time you get grabbed, the cops fucking roughing you up, and they yeah. book you. They book you and the they book me for your... possession. Man, they booked me for possession and said I had a warrant out for my for my. Uh, they said I had a warrant for possession, not possession with intent, but just simple possession. So they gave me two charges that night. Somebody else charged me. All right, all right. That's okay. Rewind. This is how I got that possession. I just thought about it. They gave me the possession because my cousin, mind you, I'm fresh. I'm on probation. Any police contact, I'm supposed to report this to my probation officer. So my probation officer was so much on my side with this one. So this is what they did. Boom. I was in my cousin's house. You know, I've been locked up. So I'm in my cousin's chilling. I got some weed. I want to smoke. So I'm like, well, shit, somebody go get a cigar. I sent her to go get a cigar, and I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to go grab a weed. Well, I grab a weed, come back in. I'm like, well, damn, what's taking them so long with the cigar? I'm ready to smoke. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to smoke so I can go. I don't like smoking in the car. So I'm like, shit, I'm ready to go. So, boy, I got the weed sitting in their house. I go outside, see what the hell is taking so long. I'm like, damn, yeah, went to go get the swisher. She out there cussing her boyfriend out. Cause he had to change somebody's tire on his car, so they come from up under the car, and they see this blue truck, and I see the blue truck. I don't know what the hell this blue truck is. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking it's somebody got a fancy ass truck. So the truck rolling in, he like, that's them right there. I'm like, who is that? Who is them? Like, tell me who them is. So I start backing up, like, who is them? You know what I'm saying? By the time I'm even if I thought about running that police was at that car without that car in gear. Like that car was never in gear. He jumped out the car still rolling and it just stopped in gear. Like the man jumped out the car so fast and grabbed me. He was like, Yeah, you look like you're a runner. Like you about to run. 
I like, nah, I just was a little annoyed it because they saying, here they go. I don't know who the hell they is. I don't know if y'all about to do a drive-by. Y'all creeping through this motherfucker. I don't know nothing. So instantly, my damn phone, man, my phone wouldn't stop ringing. Phone just going off. Thank God it was my mama and my uh, my grandmother and my girl calling back and forth. Like, damn, pick up the phone. You know what I'm saying? So they they like, well, damn, we get us, we get us one right here. He talked to his partner like, we get us one. His phone won't stop ringing. Shit, he looked at the number. He was like, you know this number? I'm like, yep. I'm like, answer it. See who it is. It's, I mean, it's my girl. She probably called like, well, damn, what's taking you so long? Right. So the dude finally picked up the phone. This time it's my grandma. She's like, well, what's going on? Why you get his phone? They like, well, he's being detained right now. For what? I can hear a cussing him out. Like, what the fuck is y'all detaining him for? He ain't did shit. <laughs> so he tell him, like, well, we uh, we pulled in apartments, and, and basically we look suspicious because we outside. Like, motherfucker, it's an apartment complex. What you want us to sit inside? It's locked down? Like, it's like, suspicious they run, yes, that's how, they, that's how they listen. They run our apartment complex like a prison system. Any apartment complex you go into in the, in the town of Tulsa, Oklahoma, is ran like a prison. Like from security to they even call lockdown. They call lockdown to everybody going in the apartment. The police that day they took my phone number, and I was so damn. They took my cousin's boyfriend and cousin to jail. They had a, a half a, a half ounce of marijuana a piece on them which we made a whole ounce so they take these fools to jail took my phone number released me and my cousin because she cussed them out immediately well why y'all fucking with him because she know i'm fresh out she so they everybody cussing these police out so they took them fools to jail and when he took my number i ain't never knew he took my number because he just took my phone at first i'm like can i get my phone back you know what i'm saying once y'all once y'all took me out the cuff he just gave me my phone back so I'm driving. My phone rang. The first ring is my grandma. She's like, oh, okay, they didn't take you to jail. You know what I'm saying? Checking on me. She's like, what happened? I told her what I was doing, what happened. The police jumped out and they, they took these fools to jail. You know what I'm saying? Then I like, you called and that's when everything. So we go from there to hanging up and I'm driving. She's like, where you going? I said, shit, I got to call my PO and let her know. At the police, just I came across the police, you know what I'm saying? Just in case anything, I'm talking about I called my PO right after I got off that phone, told her everything that just happened. She was like, you are right. Did they do anything to you? I said, nope, but I came across them. This is what happened. They took my cousin, moved to Ben Boom. So boom, she's like, oh, yeah, yo, driving. If I had the one for the driver, I still got the one for the driver. I got a one after my wrist for driving without no license, so I got this failure to appear. So she like, well, you need to go turn yourself in tomorrow. I'm like, bet. You know what I'm saying? She's like, do what you need to do today. First thing in the morning, go turn yourself in so I, you can get on back out. I'm going to get you on back out. You know what I'm saying? She's like, it ain't nothing serious. It's just a damn driving ticket. I'm like, bet. So I go in there, get rescheduled for court, get on out. Boom. Mind you, I went to jail the day after these fools just roughed us up. And, you know what I'm saying, took these two fools to jail. I go to jail the next day, turn myself in, back door, walked in that mug. As I'm sitting there getting booked in and processed by the sheriff, you know what I'm saying, they reach my PO. I'm sitting there getting booked in. Guess who come through the door? The same two police, the jump out boys. They come through the door and they looked at me. 
I looked at them. And I guess he was like, that's the motherfucker from yesterday with the fast phone. So he looking at me like, well, damn. Hmm. He got charged. I guess he asked the sheriff what I'm doing in there. They like, well, shit, he turned himself in. Um, they got out my information that day and charged me with a charge, possession. Never, never was booked for charge. Never was booked for possession. Get out of the fucking county jail due to the court saying, all right, we just reinstated you another court date. Boom, I get to go out on the OR bond because it ain't number fucking misdemeanor driving. So, boom, I get out of jail. Fast forward to New Year's Eve. That's how I went to jail New Year's Eve due to that case. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, the police see me in there turning myself in due to driving without no license. And when they see me, I guess they seen all my information and charged me with possession. You know what I'm saying? I went, I, I didn't have no attorney at the time. I was, it was hard for me at the moment. So, um, I went to jail on that. That night, when the dude tried to rough me up, they took me to jail that New Year's. I called two or three days later. Shit, I'm like, come and get me. Everybody like, shit, Christmas just passed. We strength up on money. So I'm like, well, I waited out. They came off of me drug court. So boom, I was like, fuck it. I'm just, I just want to get out of here. I don't want to go to prison. Like I don't, like, I just left all that. I don't want to go back to prison. So they gave me drug court. I'm probably like six months in and on the run. <laughs> Why? I'm six Why? months Why? in on the run because I, I, I had a dirty UA one time. So they were like, go to this place, go to the uh, rehab center. So I called the place, couldn't find a place. I asked the people where it was. They told me this place. I look up, couldn't find a place. And it was like they just was giving me the bad, bad runaround on it. Like, well, how y'all want me to go somewhere? Then they like, well, just go return yourself back in jail. I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to go back and fucking jail sitting there another 30, 60 days because you can't get your shit to catch me. Like, it's up. Like, I don't, I just didn't, I just was tired of it. I just was like, fuck you, catch me. Like, I'm spending $40 every time I go piss. I might go piss. Shit, three times in a week. Like, you gotta spend this. Like, I gotta go pay for my peas. Then you want some money. Like, they calling my color. Like, we on the color thing. Like, the man gonna get on the machine. You dial this number. And if your color is called, you need to come in. You know what I'm saying? The worst thing to be on is Rainbow. Rainbow, damn near every day of the week, you're going to be called. So I went through the drug court, went on the run, and while on the run, I lost my best friend, which is like my brother. You know what I'm saying? On the run, like I'm on the run. I lost my best friend. How? And then, like, man, a mask, a hotel mask in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Like, my, we were selling pounds of weed. And it was like, shit, he killed, he killed his girl, uncle. It wasn't no intentional thing. It was just self-defense. You know what I'm saying? He, we, they charged him with self-defense. So fast forward a year later, we at this hotel. We just came back from Oklahoma City. And we at the hotel. They got the room. They like, well, come, come up to the room. Like, I got to go babysit that night. But we got food poison the day before. Then my girl back in Tulsa, I go eat dinner with her. She gave me some old ass chicken. Like I eat the chicken, the chicken old, so I immediately get sick and throwing up hot, like immediately. So I can't leave nowhere without throwing up and falling out. Like I'm passing out. 
So I'm like, someone let me leave the house. So they called me and was like, well, shit, since you so just come babysit the room tonight. I'm like, cool, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? So I get a phone call. Somebody wanted five. So I'm like, well, shit, I only got a couple of her. I need to go get some more so I can have something around me so I ain't got to be going back and forth and make sure I got some pounds of weed with me. So I end up going out to the room, cashing out, grab some weed. And when I get in the room, I see this girl laying on the bed, you know what I'm saying? She ain't no good. She said, oh, girl. So I tell my partner, like, hey, man, welcome to the side. You need to get her up out of her. Like, she ain't, why she sitting on that phone? Why you letting her sit on that phone? Do you know who she on the phone? He like, no, nah, yeah, who is she? I tell her who she is and what she do. He like, damn, boy. I'm like, yeah, you need to get on the back. I said, does you know what's going on? She like, he like, nah, I don't know. She don't know shit. She just came in here. She but she been sitting on that phone since she been in here. I said, yeah, get her ass off that phone and get her the fuck up out of her. I'm saying she's a setup girl. So somebody knock at the door. It's my other partner and my little cousin. They walked through. I'm like, what the hell? I'm cussing. Immediately tripping with her. What the fuck is you doing out here? She like, ah, oh, now we just waiting on CJ so we can get some bars. I'm like, nah, you ain't supposed to be in this room. Your brother gonna kill me and you if he find out you in this room. She's like, he ain't died on do me like that. I'm like, man, get your ass back. Hey, nigga, get her up out of her. She ain't supposed to be in her. Take her ass back home. I'm like, I'm on everybody. Like, get her up out of her. Get her up out of her. Like, I'm telling them, man, get them girls up out of her. They ain't supposed to be her. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I go back. I sit there and smoke. My girl's in the car. She called me like, come on. So I grab everything and leave. I go back home. Dude called, like, never mind. So I put all my bricks up and go lay down, you know what I'm saying? Because I ain't feeling too good. So I'm laying down. I fall asleep. Next thing you know, my girl shaking me, waking me up. Like, baby, get up. Get up. Something wrong. Get up. Get up. So I wake up out of a dead sleep, grab my gun first. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? You know what I'm saying? My, my partner's sitting at the foot of the bed, pale white, shaking. I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? He won't say nothing. So he finally uttered the words that the, the, the police got the room surrounded. I'm like, what's wrong? Let's go. So I grab my gun, jump in his car. I'm like, jump in the passenger. I'm driving. Shit, I'm driving. But he said, don't go after her, bro. Just don't go after her. It ain't right. Don't go after her. So I immediately start calling, bro. Like, chirping him through on the boost phone. It's going through. He ain't responding. It's going through. He ain't responding. It's going through. He ain't responding. And finally, somebody cut his phone off. So I get another phone call. I like, come to the greenhouse. So I go to the greenhouse. And when I get there, everybody looking like, shit, what's going on? I'm like, shit, tell me what's going on. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. My, I still got the 38 in my hand. I'm tripping now. Like, shit, somebody called, bro, get bro on the line. Something ain't right. The detective called. Fool that came and told me, they called him, was like, I told them, then I finally just told everybody in the house, hey, I've been to the room, I can't go up there and talk to the detectives because I'm on the run, they're going to charge me and book me, because I'm on the run, I can't go up there, I'm like, but then the uncle would ask me, he was like, what did you do in there, I said, shit, I went in there and talked to him, he said, did you touch it, I said, hell no, nah. I just told Bob what's going on, get the girl there, get my issue, and left. You know what I'm saying? I made sure bro had his pistol, made her even straight. I just told him get the girl out of home and leave. So we go from there to motherfucking um, detective call and 
I, everybody said, like, everybody went to go talk to the detective. They finally told the detective I was there and on the run. The detective was like, cool. So he third party talked to somebody else and I answered the question. He was like, shit, what you know about that? I said, I don't know nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, we know you was out there. I like, look, I just went to go check on my brother and left. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was so right What there happened? So do you realize, so what happened after you left, there was, somebody got killed? Somebody, somebody died. Like, after I left, three people got killed. My cousin, the girl that was a set-up girl, my bro. Everybody got killed. They all got killed. Excuse me. Somebody went and shot everybody in the head. Shot, shot the girl on the phone four times in the head. And you think she was setting them up? No, it wasn't even her. It wasn't her? No. Okay. Who was it? It was the people, uh, his girl. She well, didn't want to know we had that room. Yep. His girlfriend. His girlfriend set him up. Okay. And they, they catch the people? They catch the guys that did dude, it? Dude, I'm in prison with the dude who did it, dude. He killed the other two dudes that did it. I'm in prison what? with the dude who did it. So you know what I did? I ain't stabbed him or nothing, but I beat the fuck out of him, though. It ain't what I wanted to do to him, but I did something to him, you know? Um. So what did the detectives say to you? Did they think you had something to do with it first? Nah, they knew I ain't had nothing to do with it. I ain't who they was looking for. So it was crazy that somebody went back in the room. They tried to figure out who voice it was. They called the police. And I, I think it was the dude that came and got me. He called the police. He was the only one who went back to that room and seen what happened. That's why he was so pale white. Right. In my bed and didn't say nothing. He never told nobody to this day. He was the only one who went to that room. I know you went to that room. Yeah. You know, grab what you can grab and live. So I know. But it was just it was just crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? I done been in so many incidents where if I'd have just stayed five more minutes, one more night, it would have been me. Like I done been in so many incidents like this, like God to tap me and be like, hey. This ain't for you. Go on, go somewhere. Like, I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't do this. You know what I'm saying? I done been in incidents where my fucker did drive-bys and I survived. And bullets whizzed past me, stopped at my feet. So it was like, I, you know what I'm saying? Just God got a purpose for me and I realized it. So it was like, when that happened, man, it was just like, I just went, I just like, quit, quit current. Quit current, quit, you know what I'm saying? I'm on the run. I just quit caring, like, I just quit caring, like, like, we made a pack, like, the pack was, you know what I'm saying, 2009, by 2010, if we ain't rich, we all gonna quit selling drugs, like, we ain't got over $10,000 in just savings alone, and still got something going over, you know what I'm saying, something, cause, like, we coming from nothing, so we like, shit, we speaking like, shit, you ain't got less, no, man, minimum 10000 saved up, nowhere. we all gonna quit the game. You know what I'm saying? Because we had beautiful run. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful. Like, it was beautiful. Everything was set up beautiful. So it was like, all we got to do is just do this shit. Do what we already been doing, just on a bigger scale. But that was cut short because that ain't what God had intended for me. So what I happened? My, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I was rapping. 
You know what I'm saying? At the same time, I was trying to find a way to lead a game and figure out a way where I can make money with my voice. You know what I'm saying? How do I tell my story? You know what I'm saying? At that time, I was like, shit, I want to be a rapper. I, you know what I'm saying? I used to freestyle for people. They'd be like, yeah, you got it. You it. So they was like, shit, we started pursuing it more. You know what I'm saying? That week, we were supposed to go to Dallas and go be with some some rap guys, you know what I'm saying, going to do a couple sessions and see how see how I sound with them, you know, see how it's gonna work out. So that was cut short. So as that happened, my cousin stepped in, my cousin Johnny, you know what I'm saying? He like, shit. It, it was just crazy. He put me together with I don't even know this dude, Adam R. Steve. The man was like, man, it's my partner Kitten. He in the game, dude, dude, a rap like big time rapper right now. He just like shit. Here. Like, this, this is like this is what you been like. It was like everything I, boom, you know what I'm saying. I'm on the run too, so he like, shit. I'm just take you on tour with me so you can see the ropes. I'm like, bet. Like I ain't never, you know, I ain't never been close to this. So, my cousin called me one night like we got a show. He wants you to come and do a show. He's like, what you want on your shirt? So I told him what I want on my shirt. So we laughing and joking on the way to the show. He like, kept on, what you going to do if the sheriffs come up in there trying to arrest you? I said, shit, it's an exit somewhere around. I'm going to make my way to it. So I like, it was my first time doing, you know what I'm saying, performing in front of that group. Took pictures. A week later, dude, like, well, I'm about to go on tour. I want you to come with me so I can show you the whole ropes. I'm like, yes. Got me a CD with some beats and some music on there. Like, we'll write you some music today so we can start recording and get you some sounds out there. I'm like, cool. Like, I ain't never recorded. I was just rapping from people. I ain't never recording there. So, the man, that day, the day we were supposed to go on tour, we leaving at noon. So, I tell my girl what's going on. Like, well, look, I'm going to leave all my stuff here. I'm about to go on this tour with dude. Like, I prepped her for this all week. So I'm going to go get my hair cut. So when I get on the road, next time I get another cut, they know exactly how I want my cut instead of trying to get something that they want me to have. So I go get my brother going to cut my hair. And in the middle of me picking him up, the girl called me, like, come pick me back up. I pick the girl back up. When we get in the car, my phone instantly rang. People just checking on me, like, you all right? Okay, we'll see you made it to the day. You ain't locked up. So somebody like, bring me a Swisher before you leave. Come smoke with me and chop it over before you go. So I'm like, cool, I do that. As soon as I hang up the phone, the chick that I just picked up, the little chick I'm fucking with, she just hollered out, socked me in my face while I'm driving down a busy road. Like, I hurry up and hit a quick lift. She dove on me. Like, if if I would have just moved over at the wrong time, we probably would have hit the little old traffic pole. So I immediately threw the car. I hit the brakes so fast and just pushed up off me and grabbed all my stuff and just jumped out the car, took off walking like, shit, I'm trying to make this tour. You trying to get me, you know what I'm saying? Why is you trying to fight on me? What is you trying to fight on me for? So she chased me through the mall parking lot, trying to run me over. She jumped out the car and tried to chase me. I ran back to a park. Huh? Why did she hit you? Why'd you hit hit you? Because to begin with? somebody called me and asked me for a swisher, man, and I told oh. him okay. Like this other girl, she knew about the other girl. It's just she wasn't trying to hurt. She like gone, you know what I'm saying? She crazy. So the girl just ended up hitting me, chased me through the parking lot, 
And I just ran to a car, grabbed her keys, and threw them up under another car so she can quit chasing me and go, go find your keys. Quit chasing me. I ain't even called the police while she chased me in the parking lot. I ain't even called the police on me. Told them where we was and what's going on. I ain't did nothing to this one. I ain't hit her, touched her. I just cussed out after she ran, tried to run me over, grabbed her keys, and threw it. She know I'm on the run. Like, she know I'm running from the police. Right. First thing she do is call the police on me. I run through the mall. I run through the mall. I get outside, start walking. The police grab me. He's like, is you such and such? I'm like, nah, that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? When he grabbed me, you know, I kind of pulled out. Like, nah, that ain't me. What did you grab me for? He like, you show? I'm like, look, man, that ain't me. That's how he started asking for ID. I just took off running. I ran through the mall parking lot, ran through a shopping center, and then ran through a store I ain't never been in. Like, I ain't never been in this store a day in my life. But it was like I found my way through it perfectly. Like the security in there was a big old lady built like a, she was built like a wrestler, like like a big old wrestler. She was standing there blocking the door. And I just rushed her, like just rushed past her real fast and just, you know how movies is and the light come on and be bright. It was like I seen the light when I rushed past her and hit that door. Like I didn't know if I was going out of an exit, a tunnel, if it's gonna lead to outdoors. I didn't know nothing. I just Right on instinct, push past, get through that door, and it was just bright. I got outside and I looked, seeing where I was. I see police rolling in the parking lot. I just start running. I'm out of breath. I'm asthmatic. I just got through smoking. Like, I'm so out of it. I'm running, though. And I just jumped this fence, laying in his backyard with this dog. I didn't know if the dog was going to bite me. The dog didn't bite me. So I just was like, I ran to the front. You know what I'm saying? I get to the front. The police sitting in front of this house. He look at me, I look at him. I instantly just got on the phone and just waved at him. He waved at me and drove off. You know what I'm saying? He drove off and I'm sitting there on the phone. I'm telling my cousin, well, man, I'm like, man, come and get me. I don't know why, I just to keep running. I was so out of breath, I could have, I should have stayed running up that block. She telling me, she like, they got it blocked off all the way down here to all the way up here. So I'm like, man. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get to this car. I'm so out of breath. I'm like, I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna hide for a minute. So I went back to the backyard with this dog, hid up under this car. The police came and they got the dude who house it is, the man. This is when iPads first come out. So the man got this big old iPad. He had to record. I can hear him clearly. The cop said there's somebody in my house. I'm getting footage of it. He might be hiding in my shed. Cause they looked right at me. I looked at them, they looked at me. Like I had a cohort coat on with the hood, so I'm buried in these leaves under the car in this little burial for the dog. The dog got a little, little you know, a little ball that they'll make. Yeah. So he got this. I'm I'm curled up in there looking at him. He's looking at me, and police walk right past me. The man come out there with the, with the pad. They all sitting there with guns drawn, tasers and mace drawn, sitting there at the shed door waiting to pop it open. One of them get up there and pop it open. Before they get it all the way open, the dude's scanning it. He's scanning the yard. I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. He's scanning the yard. I guess he zoomed in. He's like, hey, man, it's a cohort up under my car right there. It looked like him. They all came over there and pulled me from up under that car. I immediately threw up on the police foot. Like, I just what? couldn't hold it in. Adrenaline? Yeah. Smoking and drilling in, like I've been smoking blunts. Like I just smoked a whole pound of weed, like within the past month. You know what I'm saying? All this stuff going on, so I just been smoking blunt, blunt, blunt. I wake up smoking weed, go to sleep smoking weed. I wake up at my sleep smoking weed so I can go to sleep. <clears throat> so 
I immediately threw up on them, and when I when they got me up front, they were so mad. They like, man, you you took us on a run. Dude was like, I just had you at the front of the store. Why you just didn't stop? I was like, shit, you got my name wrong. I wasn't who you was looking for. And then it was, I went from there, went back to prison, found myself in prison. They gave me five years. They gave me a five-year sentence. I went in about two and a half years, came home. When I came home, I just was, I just started moving different. You know what I'm saying? When I came home, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to. I'm not gonna dive in this dope game. Like I'm not about to jump in there here. First, get, go do something right. Like I started working for my uncles. You know what I'm saying? They got a little construction business. I started working with them, and then I found myself back selling drugs. Like I felt like that money just wasn't the money I was used to making. I found myself back to selling drugs, you know what I'm saying? I, even though I know what it's going to do, what they going to do to me, how they going to do me if they catch me. I know they're going to give me a life sentence if they catch me with these drugs again. But I still I still lied to myself and told them, Shh, get it. It's the only way you can get it, even though I was lying to myself. And I know I was going wrong. So I found myself back selling drugs, and it was like my cousin found out. She was moving to Las Vegas. You know what I'm saying? She's like, well, you've been out of prison this long. You should come to Las Vegas with me. Come and stay. Come and try something new. Like, you're going to be able to do your music down there. You're going to meet a lot of people. People gravitate towards you. Like, you're going to be able to be successful down there. Come and try something different. I'm like, she's like, you ain't never been to Vegas. I'm like, I think about it. First, I was like, yeah. Then my girl was like, nah, I'm not going to Las Vegas. You know, and my cousin crazy. She she was right, though. She was like, leave that girl. You're going to find another one down here. <laughs> I ain't thinking to myself, you know. So I'm like, Nah, baby, don't want to go to Las Vegas. Then she tell me she pregnant. So I'm like, shit, I got to get it together. Me and her started arguing and fighting. Police get called. I lose all my drugs. So now I'm back to zero. We just lost the apartment. And I hate living with people. Like, you know, I don't like living with people. They talk about you, whether you're doing right or whether you're doing wrong, they're going to have something bad to say. So it was like, I didn't want to live with no one. So it was just like, I was back at my grandma's. Me and my girl back at my grandma's. That didn't last long because I was just like, we got to find somewhere to stay fast. You know what I'm saying? So we here, we just found somewhere to stay, but we found somewhere to stay. So mind you, I'm still broke, busted up, disgusted. My five, my partner pulled up. He was like, man, I got a lick. You know what I'm saying? It's over $10,000. And it's a whole bunch of bricks of weed in the bar. So I'm like, well, nah, I'm cool. I shot him down for the first shit, first month and a half. I was like, nah, I'm cool. I'm going to get it how I know to get it. I'm going to just grind, bro. I'm going to stay out here and figure out a way to come up with five, turn five into a hundred real quick. I'm not hitting no more licks. I told myself I ain't hitting no more licks. I'm at a vow with God I won't hit no more licks. One day I was just... I needed the money. You know what I'm saying? Rent. We ain't got no money. We ain't getting no food. So it's, it's even harder. So I'm like, I need the money. And it was crazy. My partner called me. I had an access tooth at the time. So I'm on muscle relaxers and uh, lower tabs. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so he called me. He was like, shit, it's a go. What's up? You in or you out? I'm like, fuck it. Come and get me. Mm. My girl, my girl, she washing clothes. She's like, what you about to do? I said, I'm about to take these fools, go get some weed real quick. I'll be back. She's like, all right. I love you. Gave her a kiss, hugged her. 
I left, we went, saw, he knocked at the door, said, fuck it, we going in. We went in, but we brought, broke the window out, sent my partner in first. He went like in first. Home, it's like a home invasion, or is it nobody Pretty much. There? It ain't nobody oh. here. Oh, that's not like, a, it it's a burglary. Yeah. So that's a little burglary. That's how I lead up. This how I lead to me being in prison right now. This story is how I landed in prison right now. This story right. I'm telling. This how I landed in prison. So I cleaned out all this glass, sent my partner in. Boom, he get in, he slide on in there. I go in, three of us. I slide in next. And I told my partner, I'm gonna reach back and pull you up so you can get in because he's shorter, but I could pull him on up here. So as I tell him that, I, I look back out like, hey, man, I'm going I'm to uh, pull you on up. And I looked over. I see a door. I said, well, fuck it. Just hold on. I'm about to go open up this door for you. And you just come to the door so we can go back out this door. I turn around instantly. I see blood on the bed. I'm like, damn, no one of these people out here. They nasty than a motherfucker. I flipped the mattress looking for guns, money, drugs, shit like that. So I flipped the mattress. What I see on the other side, I see a whole bunch of blood. I ain't taking account that it's fresh blood. So, boom, I'm flipping this mug. I push. I'm like, well, shit, it ain't shit. And I don't know why to flip all of it. I was just so like, I was just horrified. Like, damn, they got all this blood on this bed. I don't want to touch it no more. So, boom, I just leave. Start finding my partner walking through the house. I'm, I'm smelling weed. Like, I can smell it. Where it at? I'm about to go get all the weed. I can smell it. Not, not knowing this is all my blood. I'm smelling, smelling all this blood, but it smells like some weed. I'm like, damn, it smells strong. I walk past this mirror. I thought I seen somebody walk past me, so I'm turning around, pointing the gun at myself. And when I look, I just see my whole neck cut open. Like my whole neck was cut open from back here all the way going down to my collarbone to the jelly. It cut like into a centimeter of my jelly. So I immediately did like this. I put my hand in there and pulled it out, just covered in red. And this is from climbing through the climbing through the window or breaking climbing the window? through the window. I, I broke the window. I, I broke my vow with God. So I called for my partner. He tell me where he is. I found the weed. You know what I'm saying? Looking for him, I found the weed. I'm like, hey, we gonna just come back and grab the shit. You know what I'm saying? When I get woozy, you just take me to the hospital. We we're not too far from the hospital. I'm like, just drop me off at the hospital. Like, right now, we're going to grab all the shit, you know? So I'm fucked up, dying and all. I went to go grab a big old burgundy towel, rolled it up, wrapped it around my neck like a squash, and was just holding it like this, pointing out everything you should grab. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, just grab the weed. Don't grab nothing else, you know what I'm saying? Like, grab the weed. So I'm like, shit, I'm looking for my other partner. I go open up the door. This fool gone. So I'm calling him. Then someone was like, shit, just call both of their phones. I started calling both of their phones. Like, you know what I'm saying? He like, fool, why you calling me? I said, just in case. This is your story. You pick me up. That's it. Just say shit. I was calling y'all frantically, and I sounded hysterical when I called. Just say that shit. You, I kept on telling y'all to come pick me up, and y'all pick me up. You know what I'm saying? Just like, shit, y'all, wherever y'all was at, y'all was just driving through traffic. Like, shit, he called and said, pick me up, pick me up. They can't be too far from these towers, you know what I'm saying? This side of town ain't big, so these towers gonna ping, you know what I'm saying? They ain't gonna ping, you know what I'm saying? It can't say, oh, yeah, you was exactly on this street. So, in my mind, I'm like, shit, you know what I'm saying? Just tell, if anything happened, the worst happened, man, just tell them that y'all pick me up. You know what I'm saying? Just be like, y'all pick me up. Stick with that. You know what I'm saying? Somebody threw a bottle at him, that's all he kept saying, and y'all pick me up. So, boom, we find my partner. He walking back. 
You know what I'm saying? He looked at me. I look at. I immediately just gave him that look like, yeah, you fucked up, homie. You know what I'm saying? I can't trip with you right now because my neck is cut all the way open. I'm bleeding. So why he got in the car. Put it. First of all, why did he, he said He seen my neck cut open. Instead of him saying, hey, 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 stop. Come on, we got to go. He he walked off and left because he seen my neck. He seen my neck, all that red coming out of my neck. I went back to see what cut me too. So when I went back to see what cut me, it was like a piece of glass this long. It was at like a like a like a little arch. And it was like whatever hit me, just sliced through me. I never felt it. I didn't feel it. I didn't even know I was cut. So shit. On the way to the hospital, I just remember blanket out and my partner sitting in front of me in the driver's seat. We was on the corner. I'm like, why you ain't at the hospital when I came through? He like, bro, he crying and shit. He like, you keep on going now. I'm like, well, drive this motherfucker. I'm like, why you keep stopping at all these red lights? Why you ain't got me to the hospital yet? Like, I'm forcing him. Like, if the police jump behind you, keep driving. Don't you stop this motherfucking car. Like, I'm so out of it. I'm putting myself to sleep because I'm trying to keep the pressure on it. But I'm, I'm, I'm squeezing so tight and I'm just knocking myself out. You know what I'm saying? I thank God that I was on flex rail that day. I didn't, I didn't feel it. I, I was so relaxed. I called I call my girl, you know what I'm saying, after this fool and slapped me all in the face. And I'm looking at him crazy, like, what the fuck is you in my face like that, for? My other, the other dude was sitting up there with his head down because he know he fucked up. He like, damn, this fool about to die on us. He know it's over with. So, dude, I called my girl. was like, hey, baby. She like, where you at? I said, I'm on my way to the hospital. She didn't ever ask why. She's like, what hospital are you going to? Stop was joking. Like, she's like, you motherfucker, you playing. I'm like, I'm on my way to the hospital. She's like, what hospital are you going to? I said, hey, man, what hospital are y'all taking me to? Shit, they told me, they like, we'll take you to St. Francis. I'm telling her the wrong hospital the whole time. They gave me the wrong hospital to tell her. So I tell her, you know what I'm saying? This is where I'm going. Come meet me there. I ain't telling her the severity of the situation, nothing. I'm like, just come and get me. That's all I'm telling. I'm like, just come and get me. Like, See, we got to the hospital. I was so out of it. All I remember the fool pulling me out the car and I was looking at the MC lady and I, I couldn't get the words out of my mouth now. You know what I'm saying? I'm up here just, I know I'm lipping, help me. I'm like, help me. Like in my mind, I'm hearing myself saying help me, but it ain't no words coming out. My friend ain't nothing, probably about 125 pounds. I'm like 175. So I'm 50 pounds over his weight limit. So he dragging me in the hospital with blood gushing on him, me, from me, to him, the towel, the floor. Like, every time my heart beats, so much blood going. And they, next thing you know, all I know is we just hit hit the floor, and I was out of there from there. Like, I woke up three days. I woke up during surgery. I woke up during surgery one time. I guess they was uh separating my blood, trying to get the blood. They stuck something in my leg and my knee that went in my uh bone. They did something, and I guess I just woke up in the middle of surgery, screaming. All I remember that dude telling me they was holding me and telling me, telling me to uh, relax, calm down. We doing this, 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 this. And next thing you know, the dude put something over my face, and I was watching them while I was watching. I was watching them do this to me from the ceiling. Like I was looking down, watching them do this to me, and I'm just looking like, what the fuck. And I see my girl come in, like I seen her come in, she grabbed me and just held my hand. Like I was so out of there, I watched the whole thing. I told her what she had on when I finally woke up. Like when I finally woke up, I just told her, like, man, I seen you when you came in. So this is what she told me, and the doctor told me, they was like, my phone kept on ringing. 
you know. And mind you, I told her the wrong hospital first off, so she finally got it in good. Like this boy at the damn hospital, she been calling my phone back to back to back to back because she thought I was playing. So she, the doctor finally take my phone. He was like, "Man, I, your phone just wouldn't quit ringing." We grabbed it out your pocket, and I just answered it. Said, "Bay," so I answered it because she kept calling. And he was like, hello? And she was like, mom, she asked for me. And they was like, well, I think this is him laying on the table. And she, I guess she was like, well, where is he at? And they told her where I was. And that's when I seen her come in the room. Like, I seen her come in the room. She was crying and just looking at me. Like, and I was just watching. It was like I was sitting in the ceiling watching her. Like, and I was just watching everything go on, the tubes. Like, I seen all that. And when I woke up, I was... I was like this, like three days later, I woke up like this, like, oh, I finally just woke up and I couldn't turn my head to the right. I couldn't turn that way. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Like, everything I did was like this. Huh? Yeah. Like, I had to drive like this, sideways. But it was crazy. Through all that. Okay. I guess they charged my partners then. They had them charged with burglary homicide that's how they skirt these fools to tell them everything so they use the skirt tactic because this is what the police report says police report said mr nitty is not gonna make it we don't believe he's gonna make it and left it right there dead issue right right it's a dead issue so, they, so they're so, gonna charge them so these guys start talking man one of them said that i grabbed all the stuff at the house and took it the other one was like, it was his idea, this, 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 this. I didn't find all this out until I got a lawyer. Like, mind you, I woke up three days later. I'm like, fuck. I ain't, I thought I was shackled to a bed. Like, I thought I was handcuffed. Like, I thought I was going to wake up literally handcuffed. First thing I did was check my leg. Like, I woke up, lift my leg up, everybody in the room. Like, where, where you going? Get, lay down, boy, where you going? I, and they ain't knowing in my mind. I'm like, I'm supposed to be handcuffed. <laughs> So I, I moved my other arm, you know what I'm saying? They like, can you sit up? I'm like, I can't say nothing because the tool's been in my throat. I'm like, I want some drink. So they like, the doctor come in, like, oh, he woke. And like, get him something to drink. What you want? Apple juice. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, give me some apple juice. They gave me some cold apple juice. I started getting it together while they talk. So the first thing I asked was, can I leave? Shit, the doctor looked at me. I'm like, I ain't got insurance. Can I leave? <laughs> Like I don't want to, I don't want to stay here another hour. I'm up and I ain't surrounded by nothing but family that's willing to walk out these doors with me. The doctor looked at me. He was like, "Stand up for me." I stood up, no problem. He was still a little hazy, so I stood up. He was like, "All right." He like drink the apple juice. I drank the apple juice. And like, all right. It didn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, it didn't hurt. I was so numb. It didn't hurt at the time. So I'm like, I'm good. I'm taking a pain. I'm ready to go. I don't want a detective to walk in this door. It's like, come on, you going to jail now. Right. So my grandma looked at me. I looked at my grandma. I'm like, I'm ready to go. She's like, you ready to go? I'm, like, I'm ready to go, grandma. And the doctor, I told him I ain't had no insurance. I'm like, man, I ain't got no insurance. Just let me go. Boom. He was like, I'm going to go get your bitch to our paper right now. It was like, the doctor knew why I was leaving. He know why I'm leaving. Like, she ain't cuffing. Just let me go. So, boom. I'm out. Six months down the line, I finally got movement to my neck. I can finally, you know what I'm saying, move it. I'm driving. I go on the lunch day. I come back from my lunch day. 
I'm about to go pick up my gun from my mom's house. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me the cops never showed up. Never charged months, me. Never charged you. Six months later, I never get charged. I didn't have no warrant after my arrest. Nothing. I told you I walked out the hospital. No police there. No. What about the other two? Them fool, one of them pled guilty to something, got five years probation. The other one turned into a rat. Okay. Like a, a real full time rat. So okay. I end up six months later, I'm driving. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing better. I'm back hustling, got a little money, got about three cars, a motorcycle. So I'm driving. I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I dropped the girl off, my partner in the car with me, and we just left. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm about to go change cars, you know what I'm saying? Get out of my truck, go get in my car. So I end up uh, getting in the car. I end up getting up to the truck, driving. I get to this corner. The way the corner is, it's offset. Like, it's offset. Like, it's like the corner is offset like this. Like, this is one corner right here. This is one corner. But this, on one side, you can't see. Like, the four-way how it is, it's, it's a crooked four-way. So... Even if I didn't stop or even if I still going or whatever I did, you didn't see it because it wasn't what you said it was. It's what the police said. The man said I never stopped at a, at a corner. I stopped at that corner for three seconds. One is nobody coming. I stopped. Complete stop. One, two, three. Hit the gas. The way it looked like the truck do this when it go. So, right. boom, I hit the gas. I look at him. He look at me. I can see him. He probably like a quarter mile down this road. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, damn, I got a police. I tell my partner, you know what I'm saying? I got a police. Oh, I kept driving. I get a quarter mile away from next thing you know, he come out that corner, drive up real fast, get up on me. Didn't hit no lights. So I passed the corner. I could have turned to go to my mama house. You know what I'm saying? So I passed this corner. He finally hit the lights. So I drove all the way to the main street. And turned the corner real fast, threw everything out the car, pulled up at my mama's house. My grandma just now pulling up. They see all these police coming behind me. She said, she said, boy, I knew that was you. Something told me to come around her. She knew it was me. She knew the police was <laughs> So these police, when they pulled me out the car, they asked him, dude, like, well, what you pull him over for? He couldn't have no, he didn't have no legitimate reason to pull me over. They're like, well, why you keep going? I said, because that man, he didn't turn his lights on, and I don't know why he pulling me over. I wasn't breaking any laws. He just randomly came out his corner and pulled me over, so I pulled up to a safe spot. They never tried me with a looting right there, so all of a sudden, they tried to say, they tried to, was like, well, you, you ain't got no license. They take me to jail for no license. Then they tried to tell me the truck was stolen. The truck wasn't stolen. I never get charged with that. They tried to say all these different things, and then finally they just dropped that whole issue, and then all of a sudden they got me booked on first-degree burglary. First-degree murder for what? Burglary. First-degree oh, burglary. Burglary. I thought you said first, murder. Listen, first-degree burglary. You know what first-degree burglary is? That is damn near a home invasion. Someone has to be there. Right. So... They got me charged with first-degree burglary. I bonds out of jail on this bullshit-ass case that they tried to pin on me. I bonds out of jail, get a lawyer, and he tell me the whole get-down. He like, hey. He tell me every word for word what these other two dudes that said. He like, hey, man, they put everything on you. I told him the situation. I like, look, man. I told him everything that happened. I, everything that I told I told him everything that happened. So 
with that being knowledge of his awareness being my turn, he can't tell nobody else. So we at court, they like, well, we're going to give you 10 years for first-degree burglary. I said, I never committed first-degree burglary. Once he broke down what first-degree burglary was, I was like, I never committed first-degree burglary. So we go from there to we in the hallway, and I got a picture of my daughter, you know what I'm saying? I tell the man, I'm like, look, man, I make sure I go have breakfast with this little girl every day and go see her every day. And you about to stop that right here, right now, trying to get me 10. I'm threatening that man, telling him, if I ain't going to see mine, you ain't going to see yours. Oh, well, that was a mistake. Like, I'm, yeah, nah. He got his motherfucking ass in gear. He went in there. They went in there, had a whole conversation. Guess what they came back out with? One year, uh, breaking and entering. Unsupervised probation. All I got to do is send $40 to the DA's office. That's it. So by the time we get through all these proceedings, the judge like, well, tell me the real story because they all want to hear this real story. Everybody gone out the courtroom. It ain't nobody but me, the judge, my attorney, and the DA. Everybody's out this room because the story that my friends, supposed friends told them, like, I stuck with my story, man. I was walking, somebody drove by and threw something at me. That's all I know. I stuck with that even dying. So when we get, when I'm in this courtroom, they like, well, we want to hear the story from you. Like, we heard all these pieces because they didn't been through these fools in the system, one of them out doing this thing. So they want to hear the story. You know what I'm saying? You already convicted me. I'm already convicted of one year. You know what I'm saying? So you can't bring it back up a chain. It's stamped, sealed, fouled in the system. Let's go. So he like, well, tell me the real story. You know what I'm saying? Microphone off everything. I, I told him the story. I told him what happened, how I cut my neck. He was like, man, you really blessed to be alive. This right here is your second change. You need to make a change right here. And that's when I finally came to my, you know what I'm saying? I came to the conclusion, like, yeah, it's time for a change. You know what I'm saying? Mind you, I had the same DA, so I'm like, it's time for a change. I found myself in a situation where I was selling dope. And people were stealing. So one day I just found myself like, I finally made that phone call to Las Vegas. Like, shit, hey, I'm about to get on the first thing smoking. I'm on my way down. I done lost everything. I done had probably about five cars in this time period of being out. I done lost everything. Jewelry, money, cars, drugs, clothes, housing. I lost everything to the point my girl lost custody of our kids because she couldn't get it together or she didn't want the kids because I was in her life. So we lost everything. When I say everything, I lost everything. I even lost my mind at one point in time to where suicide wasn't no option. Motherfucker killed me. Like, and then I finally just got it together, man. Get your ass up out of here. Go get your breath of fresh air. You know what I'm saying? Get your ass to Vegas. So I made that phone call September, September 26th. Made that phone call September 26th. Told her, hey, I'm through. I'm on my way. I had a long talk after that phone call with my mama. I told her, hey, I think I'm about to leave for a little bit. She said, call me when you get there. She know I'm about to leave. She know what time it is. She know I'm going through it. So I'm like, I'm about to get up out of here and go somewhere go get my shit together. So I finally just, that morning, that morning of the 26th, somebody stole some dope. One of my family members. I'm not mad, not angry. I'm not pissed off. I'm just furious because if you would have asked me for it, I would have gave it to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? No problem. So I leave, take off walking, go make some money, hit a knock, hit a swerve, and go get me some cigarettes, walk to the store and go get me a cigarette. And I just finally jump in the car with dude. And I text him like, hey, 
man, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, nothing good is going to come to y'all for stealing from somebody that obviously helped y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I make sure y'all got gas in y'all car, and I don't even need y'all car. Like, I make sure y'all straight, you know what I'm saying? Like, I look out for y'all. Y'all ain't had to steal from me. Oh, we went from there to later on at night. I ended up uh, back on that side of town, and I ended up at my girl's cousin house, which is their house. So when I get over there, my the dude that the dude that stole, he ain't third, which is supposed to be my kinfolk, you know what I'm saying? Family. So he's not third. So boom, it's some random dude in there, he in there bagging up cocaine. I'm like, I'm fucking with my sis, like, I'd arrived that nigga, he doing a mile, he in my uncle's house selling drugs and he get y'all up there watching this shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking with him. She's like, nah, boy, leave that boy alone, leave him alone, leave him alone. So boom. I get a car, broken arrow, I got a broken arrow, pick up this 50. Uh, and then I get another phone call. The dude who, uh, one of my partners, he like, well, I need a gun. I just bought a gun for my birthday, August 3rd. Mine just September 26th. I'm like, hurry, you can have this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, just give me 150 in a ride. You're going back to the city, right? He's like, yeah, I'm like, give me a ride back to the city. Give me 150 in a ride to the city. You can have this motherfucker. I just bought it. Ain't use it. Just buy them for protection. Right. So, I'm supposed to be meeting him. I got a broken arrow, get the money, come back. The girl that drives us the broken arrow, she like, well, I'm about to go south. I ain't going to be able to take you north. I'm like, I'll give you 20 bucks to drive me out north. Like, her, I'm going to give you extra over what you need to drive me somewhere. She like, nah, I can't do it. So, boom, I got the first drink. I threw it out the window. I have to take two swigs of it. I get up in the house. My mouth is so damn dry. I'm just feeling dehydrated. So my phone, it goes dead. I got an iPhone 4 at the time. It goes dead. So it takes about 30 minutes for it to come on after the first little boot up. So I'm sitting in there charging my phone. I got to hold the cord to the phone. You know what I'm saying? I got a rig on it, so I got to hold it so it can charge. I'm walking in the house, and I see the dude is supposed to be my relative right there. He got this look on his face like he fucked up on something. So as I'm walking in, I heard, you know what I'm saying, his girl say, they got nephew right there. I guess she tried to say I was breaking down some shit. Somebody left some residue on her. So in his mind, I got all this shit on me. You know what I'm saying? Dude was just breaking down cocaine on his counter and left. So I guess she told him it was me and her fucking, you know what I'm saying, busting shit down. And so in his mind, I got a lot of shit on me. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't ever tell my motherfucker what I do and how I do it. As I'm sitting there charging my phone, I'm like, hey, I don't, you got something drinking there? Can I get something drink? I'm, I'm just fucking thirsty. Like, for no reason. Like, why am I so thirsty? So I go in there go get the drink. I'm like, shit, hey, oh, let me just get this Ruber and I just give y'all five dollars so y'all go buy y'all some more. So three liters. He like, go ahead, nephew. So I grab a Ruber, boom, hitting this thing, trying to, you know, to get my mouth back more. He like, nephew, let me see that drink real quick. Let me get a little bit of it. I pass it back to him, like, behind me, like this. I ain't even look at it. I just pass it back to him. He grabbed it. I'm charging my phone. Now I'm still sitting there charging my phone, waiting on it to come on. So, boom, I reached back, like, oh, let me get the drink. When I reached back, I don't know what he was doing. He was doing something like this, like, he put something in there and just dropped it down. So, I grabbed a drink. I ain't thinking nothing of it, but it didn't, didn't dine on me what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? I ain't dying on me that he putting something in my fucking drink. Shit, I hit that motherfucking, boom, I hit it some more, I just chugged it. I chugged it to, like, it was about that much left up in there. Like, just, you know what I'm saying, a little bit. And I, I just threw it in my bag. And as I'm sitting there waiting, it's like I start feeling high. Like, it wasn't no high I ever felt. And it just felt weird. Like, I started feeling weird. Like, not myself. 
So I, my phone cut on. When it cut on, I just started dialing whoever number I could get to pick up their phone to come pick me up because something ain't right. I started instantly feeling like something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? This fool went to go turn off every light in the house. Now I'm still dialing. And next thing you know, I see him standing behind me with his gun out. So I, I end up calling my baby mama and shit. She didn't answer the phone. I don't know where she stayed. Like, we was just together two days ago in the hotel room, but I don't know where she stayed. You know what I'm saying? I'm not looking for where you stayed. Like, you know what I'm saying? She wanted to get her piece and come see me, and I gave her a piece and let her come and see me. So I'm sitting there. She finally picked up the phone. I'm like, hey, man, I'm on 21st. Going like, yeah, you can pull up. Come, Yep, I got one of those. Like, like somebody's coming right now. I'm like, yeah, how far is y'all? Yeah, you just down the street. Come on. So I'm trying to throw him out because this fool is standing behind me with this gun. And it's kind of making me paranoid. Like, why is you standing behind me with the gun? So my phone, the light cut off, and I just dropped the phone down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Holding it to charge after getting out the phone. All I just see is the fool. I'm watching him on the phone, like the mirror on the phone. I'm watching this fool. Fool walk up behind me and point the gun at me like this. Boom, then he froze up. He walked back off. Like, he, he don't know if he want to do it or not. You know what I'm saying? So when I see that, the first thing I did was put on my gloves. I put on my gloves. I ain't even slap the Velcro on them. I just put them on real quick. Like, he can't see in front of me, you know what I'm saying? In my bag, I got this big-ass 45 on me. So I, he know I got this gun. I mean, he don't know exactly where it's at. So I grab my gun, shit. I pop it off for safety. I always keep one in the head. So I set it, like, on my rib, like, on the side of my rib, pointed at him. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching him from my phone now. Like, I got the phone up to where I can watch him, but he turned off all the lights. But it's like the light from outside gave me enough silhouette to see him. So I see him and shit. I immediately jump back on the phone. Like, are you there? Her shit, I don't walk me. I threw his ass off so quick. Cause I got the gun and backpack in my hand, but I got the gun on one side and the backpack where you can't see that mug, where you can't see my gun in my hand because I jumped up. He took his gun, like, nephew, I need you. Just stay right here and wait. Just wait, nephew, I need you. I'm like, hell no. Nah. I got somebody. We'll come back. I'm trying to throw him out. Like, we'll come back. I'm trying to get out of this house. I'm like, we'll come back, man. I got somebody meet me at the store. Come on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm he waiting on whatever it is to kick in, and I'm starting to feel, you know what I'm saying, blurry. So I just. And this is your cousin? Man, it's supposed to be like my uncle, man. Okay. So I grab, I grab, I got to the door. The door ain't nothing like two and a half feet. And I'm like, if I can get to this door and get out this door, I ain't got to shoot this man or he ain't going to do nothing to me. So, shit, I got that door. I hurry up and just unlocked it so fast and got out that door. I just took off running. Gun in hand, backpack in hand, gloves on, phone in one hand, running. And once I got out to, once I got out of safety and I didn't see him, he was screaming for me and I just got out of where he couldn't see me. And I just put my gun up, threw it in my backpack, threw it on my bag and just started calling for help. I called my mama, I called my grandma, I called cousins. I just kept on calling people. It's 11 o'clock at night. Obviously something wrong. I'm calling for help. You know what I'm saying? Without having to call, I don't want to call the police or MC right now. I don't want to fall. With the shit on me and my baby mama, she don't want to pick up the phone, tell me where she was and how to get to her. So, yeah, she coached me on how to get to her. So I'm like, well, just meet me at the store. Like, come meet me at the store because I don't want to be walking in these apartments. I ain't never been in these apartments and I don't want to be walking through there stumbling like the way I am. Like, I'm stumbling to her. And when I got to her, I remember her saying, like, damn, I can't get a hug. Then when she looked at me, like, damn, you look fucked up. And I kept on telling, man, call my mama. 
call him, so call somebody that's full of them drug niggas trying to rob me up the hill. You know what I'm saying? And she looking at me, and I just was like, fuck it. Take my phone, take my bag, call my mama. Like, call somebody to tell them come get me. This boy just trying to rob me up the hill and drug me. Like, she see something from wrong. I ain't thinking nothing of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got our past. We got our moments. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of bad and good. So, I guess she seen the situation and seen the opportunity. She, she like, we quit fucking with each other because she always tried to get me locked up. So, I guess she seen the opportunity this time. She, I didn't want to be with her. I told her, like, I'm like, I'm cool. Like, prior to the, like, two days ago, I just told her, like, I don't want to be with you. Like, we can't do that. We can't do us no more. This is it. Like, this is it. She, I called myself needing it that night. Two days later, I called myself needing it that night. She, she got me to her. Seeing that it was shit, it was a go, and I was fucked up. She called the police on me. You know what I'm saying? I seen the police, and I fight or flight kicked in. I took off running. I ran. I tried to run in the house and try to get the. I had dope guns, skills, money, all this shit on me. I took off running and tried to get in there for help. Like, hey, help! The police out here. Like, and I ain't. You know what I'm saying? I'm not thinking. And all I remember is shit twisting the knob, like. And walking in somebody's apartment, you know what I'm saying? Five hours later, five hours later, shit, I was hanging out of a window. I had, it was tear gas in there. It was smoking in there. Like, I don't even remember too much of nothing. Like, wait, 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 I remember. Second. Wait a second. <clears throat> so you went into the house. Yep. I was in some said- random person. I was in somebody's random apartment. Okay. Wasn't nobody there. The door was unlocked. They they even said like they tried to charge me with first degree burglary, second degree burglary, and it wasn't nobody there, and it wasn't kicked in. Like it wasn't no damage to the door, or nothing. They still tried to charge me with burglary, first degree burglary. So okay. mind you, all right. So, boom. Five hours later, I come down. I come to, they put me in a uh, suicide room. Like, I went straight to the jail. They threw me in suicide. Yeah, I, c- I finally come to, I look out. It's like the whole police force out there. And I just, I was so puzzled. Like, well, what the fuck am I doing up here? Like, what the fuck going on? I look down on the side. My gun just laying on the floor. And I see the drugs. I grab the drugs and go flush them. And I was just thinking to myself, like, what the fuck am I doing with this gun? Shit, so I hit the gun the best I could. I just jumped out the window when I came out. They zip tied me, hauled me off the jail. Nobody ever asked me what was going on, why, what, what the fuck, nothing. They didn't say nothing to me. They just charged me with uh, the maximum extent of a crime they could charge me with. They threw me in suicide. I got jumped on by the police while I was in there. My eye got busted. Uh, they sent me in solitary confinement the whole time I was in the county jail. So I was fighting from the shoe. Like, I was in the shoe. I had no access. Once I started fouling, once I seen what was going on, I'm like, shit, they got me charged with first-degree arson. You got me charged with first-degree arson for a bed that wasn't even in the blaze. Like, first-degree arson, you got to be somebody in there. The structure got to be damaged, and I got to be knowing and willingly doing it. And I don't meet none of the criteria of it. You know what I'm saying? They never thought about, well, shit, I hung out the window. Like, once I seen the footage, like, once they sent me a PD, the PD that they gave me, he brought a cell phone in. I used the cell phone, Google me, and seen what was going on in my case. And I told him, I was like, man, that wasn't me. 
Like for five hours, I said, that don't even make sense. I hung out of a window five hours with a gun, big ass gun at that, pointed at the police, fired off some shots. Why they didn't shoot me? I'm like, bro, you, I said, now you don't think that makes sense? Like you talking to me now and you looking at that, right? There, I said, that wasn't me. I said, that ain't my character. Somebody drugged me. I told him, he like, you think somebody gonna come to court? What a person there? I said, shit, I know where he at. I just don't know his full government name. You know what I'm saying? He's like, but you think they're going to come to court and tell the judge that they drugged? I said, that ain't, that ain't, that's besides the point. The police failed to do their job. They didn't do no motherfucking toxicology report to see what the fuck was wrong. If I was such a threat, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, for five hours, I played with y'all, toyed with y'all, pointing this gun at y'all, saying, what was the uh, what was the threat at? The threat was the right. gun being pointed, right? Why was not why y'all didn't shoot me? Why y'all didn't do all this shit? Because y'all knew I never heard the 911 call that night. I wanna hear the 911 call. What was called? Obviously, I wasn't no threat. Y'all just ran my name and saying I was a criminal and pursued me as a criminal. You know what I'm saying? That's how they training is. You just seen my name and see that I got criminal intent and behind my foul and they say career criminal. I was a career criminal at the age of a fucking eleven. That's what it said in the foul. Like you you automatically put me there. You put me in a the category there. Y'all treat me like a criminal every time we come together. Like every time we come past each other, it ain't no yeah. Only one did it was do it, but so I didn't like it. I had a question. Yeah. You don't remember hanging out the window, pointing the gun. You don't man, remember any of that. I don't remember none of that shit. I seen a video of it on the news, man. I had something pink on my head. Pointing the gun at the police, like pointing it at them. They even right. said I put it up to my head. They was like, I read at that once we get like, I was gonna get there. Like, all right, so we they they offered me ten years for first degree arson. I'm like, hell no, nah, I ain't commit no crime like that. Yeah, I got me charged for first degree burglary. Then they tried to bring that burglary charge back up. Remember I told you the burglary mm -hmm. charge. They tried. This is how this all come about. So. They tried to charge me for this and got me first degree burglary. So we in the courtroom and I just said, like, how y'all gonna charge me first degree burglary? They were so confused on the past case. I'm on probation, you know what I'm saying, for breaking and entering. So now all of a sudden it's first degree burglary now because I caught a new case. Oh, y'all trying to book me. You know what I'm saying? So I walk in the courtroom the first time. The first person I see coming in the courtroom was that same DA. When he walked in there, he had my foul. He looked at me and said, I got you. So that's why I got the time I got. They gave me 20 years for a mattress, 85% for a mattress being smothering. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't no damage to the building. Wasn't nothing wrong. Wasn't nothing, nothing. Like, you could have found me and gave me community service to go fix that building back up. Like, wasn't nothing wrong with the building. They didn't have to demolish anything. They didn't have to turn nothing up. All they had to do was put some kill on that wall and repaint them walls. That's the only thing that was wrong with it. Heavy smoke damage. Re, re insulate the carpet, you know what I'm saying? Run some new filters through there. That's it. That's the only thing that was wrong with the place. Wasn't nothing wrong with it. So, being that I was a career, uh, career criminal, instead of them assessing the whole situation as and for what it is, they charged me with first degree burglary, second degree burglary, first degree arson, possession of a firearm, reckless conduct of a firearm. They never had the firearm until I was trying to go to trial. They didn't even have a firearm when I was begging to go to trial. They didn't find a firearm until like three months later. So I was just like, shit, let's go to trial. Cause I mean, now you got to get that. See, in my mind, how trial work, you got to bring my accusers up, right? Right. You don't, I don't have no co defendant. 
You ain't got nobody to come testify. Only person gonna come and testify is this girl that say I did what she said I did. My baby mama flipped the whole story and told him I came over there tripping over custody of her kids. So okay. I was like, fuck it, I wanna go, I wanna go to trial. You know what I'm saying? The PD I had, he was so he was so adamant of trying to get me to take time. I'm like, I don't want to take no time. I've been in prison. I'm like, you you fell, you read my file. I even asked him, I'm like, do you know what's going on in my case? He didn't even know what the hell was going on in my case. He just came in and offered me time because his boss sent there, get him to get some time. You know right. what I'm saying? The judge mocked this man because I wouldn't sign for 10 years. He was like, damn, Ben Wuss, you couldn't get him to sign? Like, you mocking this man in the courtroom because he couldn't get me to sign no time? You couldn't get me to, you know what I'm saying? They was mocking this man because he couldn't get me to play it out. And I'm telling the man, like, hey, that wasn't me in that video. So, by the time we about to pick jury, he jumped up and was like, Your Honor, I want to play, I want to play insanity for my client. Like he he trying to do his job now. Like, you should have did this from the jump. Like, hey man, from the video, from everything I seen, it seemed like my client wasn't himself. It's more to this video than what meets the eye. We need to get that lady in here and have her come here and have a, you know what I'm saying? A, a chamber sit down brief. Like, let's get in the chamber and talk about it. It ain't gotta be no open courtroom discussion. It's something I need to pull her in there. And really get on her because the shoe needs to be on her foot. She needs to be in her serving time too, because you falsely accusing me, and that's what led up to all these events. Okay, so See what, what happened? So he couldn't get me to uh, take the deal. So we had jury. I'm like running through the names, ages, city, and state where they stay at. And I'm picking my jury. And that man, the man jumped up, was like, I want to plead insanity. And then they jumped up and stopped and stopped right there because they found the motion I filed. I filed the motion for ineffective counseling. So, boom, that held off right there, boom, for me picking jury. And they went back to why am I filing this, you know what I'm saying, effective counseling. I'm like, well, shit. First off, man, don't know my case. He never came and asked me my side of the story. He ain't even doing his job to fight for my life to the best of my knowledge and the best of my best of his ability because he don't know he don't know criminal law because he's only been a fucking lawyer for a year and a half. So he don't know what the hell is going through. Like he don't know what's going on in the case. You know what I'm saying I kept on telling him like I don't feel like he's gonna be able to fight for my life the way you know what I'm saying, to the best of his ability. And the judge mocked me, laughed at me, and told me it sounded like to me that you want him to come and spend more time, which I said, nah, I just want the man to be able to fight for my case. If you're going to get somebody to fight my life, at least fight for my life, you know, you know what I'm saying? The man added in on me taking time, and I told him I don't have 50 criteria of the crime. So, boom, that stopped me right there. We quit picking jury, and shit, we went from there to the man... We went to, uh, we had one more proceeding until I, they gave me an uh, ineffective counselor because I found the man was like, well, fuck it. We're going to get your mental health court. This is what he tell me. We're going to get your mental health court. All you got to do is sign this paper. Boom. Take a blind plea. You take this blind plea. I'm going to tell them to get your mental health court. This is what he's signing for. Like, this is what he's telling me. So I'm like, I don't even know what a blind plea is. You know what I'm saying? He never broke it down what it is, what it's going to do. You know what I'm saying? So then that is my turn. He go out and tell my family, you know what I'm saying, what this blind plea is. So they come in, take the blind plea, take the blind plea. I'm like, hell no, nah, I want to go to trial, y'all. They like, nah, take the blind plea. 
they gonna wipe you. I'm like, they can't wipe me out. You gotta get that girl up here to come tell the side of the story that ain't being told. And then guess what? I get to tell my side of the story. Right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta bring that cell phone. What the evidence is? You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm telling you, evidence to convict me. What the evidence is? You know what I'm saying? What led up to all these events? Like, I ain't wake up one morning. I'm about to go over here and go do something. To I got to burn the house down. Ain't nobody waking up like that. I didn't even wake up with it on my mind. So, dude went out there, talked to my family, coached them and lied to them. And they called my uncle and everybody like, take the blind plea. I'm like, hell no, nah, I don't want to take no plea. I don't even want to go to prison. Like, so, I took the blind plea. And I found once I figured out what it was, uh, one of my friends in the court in the uh, jailhouse helped me file a. Uh, a you want to withdraw? I filed a motion to withdraw plea. plea. Yeah, I filed a motion to withdraw plea. Being that I'm not a part of the bar association, this is what I learned. Being that I'm not a part of the bar association, it sounds like I'm lying. That's what I got up out of all of that because the man, they, the man who I'm telling them. You know what I'm saying? I told him like I told him everything that the man did and what he's doing and what he hasn't done and what he should be doing. Like and they they was just like shit, he ain't there. So being that he's a part of the bar association, he ain't had to get up there and testify. But it's in black and white. The man said, Yeah, we talked about court, uh uh mental health court. Yeah, I told him we was gonna get a mental health court all the way to uh I don't recall it. This is in black and white. This is all in black and white. So that means you lying. You a lie. I got this in black and white right now in my cell. In black and white where this man said, yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, I said we is. Yeah, I filled out the paperwork to it. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't even know what he's talking about. We ain't never had that discussion. I mean, like, that's, why I took the blind, that's why I took right. the blind plea. That's why I'm telling the judge. I'm like, that's the only reason I took this blind plea. So we went from there to me telling them what happened to me. Coming off the stand to, I'm giving you 20 years for this, six years for this, two years for this, three years for that. I got sentenced right off the stand. As soon as I told them that he's not going to fight for my life, they sentenced me right then and there. So what, they denied, the, my with, denied my withdrawal plea right then and there and sentenced me. Right then and there. To 20 years. That ain't what. 20 years, they gave me 20 years, right then and there. Like, based on that blind plea, even if I filed a uh, withdrawal plea, they still gave it to me based on that blind plea. So on 20 years, you do 17? 17 and a half. I've been gone almost nine years. Whoa. You still got eight yeah. and a half years. Mm -hmm. I'm in a medium max securities prison. And it's just like I just felt like I never get the justice. Like I never even 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 with just the system, just it just like I was victimized, like the whole thing, like it was bias and prejudice, even during that whole proceeding, like the judge was in on uh, they switched me judge because one judge mocked me and laughed and told me he feel like I want the man to come spend more time. And after asking me am I on any psycho, psycho, psychology medicine, psych medicines that uh, keep me from understanding knowing what's going on, I talked to him, man, yeah, I'm on meds. I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? When he asked, I'm like, no, nah, I don't know what's going on. He still proceeded. You see what I'm saying? That right there, you are going against your whole 
everything you stand for and everything you build, you showing your real true colors right now in this courtroom instead of you doing your job and proceeding the right, right way, you didn't. And once he caught on to it, they hurry up and switch me chambers. They switched me, uh, they switched me uh rooms, gave me a judge, which was his homeboy. His homeboy proceeded right on through, denied my denied my withdrawal plea right then and then, sentenced me to 20 years. Have you appeal tried to appeal it? I appealed it. All I did was took down some of the fine. So now I'm I'm in a process of where I'm about to file a uh commutation or a post-conviction relief. Yeah, they they just never just like it was just like the system is against you. Period. Like so now you're it trying ain't to no such thing. You're trying, trying to get, to get out of prison now. Trying to get trying to get them. We trying to like right now they they pushing for something where they can't where the governor is not involved in a parole hearing in a parole process because it's like this you can get all what is it, six you can get all all five yeses and that's the parole board saying yeah we feel like he should go out which is the public that don't know me you know what I'm saying that the governor hired right to say yes or no and you can get all five yeses and you waiting on this governor to sign yes or no and guess what the governor gonna do. No. No. So what was the point of you hiring all these people? What 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 do they judge? Where's the integrity at? You you don't believe in the integrity? Well, it looks you know what good. I'm so why it, would you it looks good huh? for him to hire these people? It looks yeah, good. Yeah, it look good, people. but if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, how do we how do we fight that? Like how do a person in prison fight that? You know what I'm saying? How do you fight that? Because they don't tell you why to know is no, they just know. Deny. Like damn, y'all just said yeah, and you deny it. So it's like it's a shitty situation. Yeah, it is, but it's crazy. I got some good out of it. Like I can honestly say, through this sentence, I've been blessed. Like the, the positive side of it, I've been blessed. Like it could be worse than what it is. Like I didn't see people dying or get killed and overdosing. I didn't see the I didn't see the worst in her. Like in a small community. A lot happens, you know what right. I'm saying? So it's like, I've been blessed. I can honestly say I've been blessed overall. Like, it was an eye opener. I needed Well, what are you doing uh, in, while you're there? Are you taking any programs? Are you... I take programs. I'm in programs. I'm in different classes. I just graduated the main program here, one of the first pupils of the program. And... We in another program called Pathways, which is an extension of this program that lasts forever, even outside of incarceration. So I just bring a community of felons together and show them, like, look, hey, you can beat the odds. You know what I'm saying? You might be a part of statistics, but you can change it. Um, okay. Yeah. So how many of these interviews have you done? Uh, like... It's like my third one right here. Like, I ain't never been in depth like this. Like, you probably are the only one that gets the in depth story like this. Well, where do the other ones go? Uh, a lot of them be like music, like Carter, man, Carter, we talked about what I do in prison, you know what I'm saying? What I do in time. And I kind of touched on just like being locked up in prison. I'm a majority of my dollarhood. Majority of what? My dollarhood. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna call a couple of of 
well, I'll text a couple of guys that uh, if you want to do, you want to do any more of these? Yeah, man. What's up? You trying to get my celly on next? I'm not. I mean, what's what's the story again with the celly? Let him tell you. Come here, skin. Hey, how you doing, huh? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. What's uh, what's uh, what's the story, real quick? Just like in, in like, can you give me a Reader's Digest version, a quick version? Not really. No. Um, <laughs> well, I'm I'm saying I'm trying to figure out like if we need to schedule something longer. Like I can't. Obviously, we can't do it now. Oh, definitely. We would definitely have to schedule something. Then, um, just giving you the gist of, we'll probably take fifteen, twenty minutes. Oh shit. Um. Basically, um, I was falsely accused um, of first-degree murder by a group that was known to me, even though each party in the group wasn't. And um, they coupled me in with a rival gang because I grew up in this territory and I was close to this group of people, even though I wasn't part of that gang. And um, it's like authorities don't realize that these groups uh, intentionally, maliciously use law enforcement in the way the court system is. Um, and they use that the same way they would retaliation in the streets with the firearms or with anything else they use that. And it was intentional. Um, the, the people who accused me of this crime admitted they didn't know who the shooter was, um, admitted that I wasn't present during the initial altercation, admitted that it had nothing to do with me for weeks. And then um, when the pressure was on, because they were all charged with their own crimes, they were all in cahoots doing other um, illegal and violent activities. Uh, my name came up because I was close to the guy they were directly involved with. We have the same last name. These people who knew of me didn't know me intimately. Um, me and this guy have the same last name, which is Smith, even though my family is originally from East Texas and his family is originally from Alabama. Both families, both of our families relocated to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we grew up in some uh, apartments called Comanche Park in North Tulsa. And because of our um, relationship, people be, thought we were cousins. We had the same last name. And um, the altercation that happened initially led to a shooting 24 hours later. And that's how I, I've gotten drawn in. One person in particular who knew me in the group um, had falsely accused me of being involved in the initial altercation. And that's what got me stopped and frisked, got my name ran and got my name put into the case. Even though 24 hours later when the shooting actually happened, my name wasn't said. No one brought me up because I actually wasn't involved. Two weeks later, my name will be brought up again because my name was ran the night of the initial altercation and the suspect was still at large. So the guy who they knew was involved in the beef was suspected to be my cousin because we were close and we had the same last name. So people tied us together in this altercation and so the rest is history entered into an investigation and it just continued to spin in that within the investigation until you became the prime suspect. Yeah. Um, and, and it's crazy because um, I have a, I had an alibi defense at the time of trial. So I had right. multiple people let these people know exactly where I was, who I was with, when I left there, how I got there, the whole nine, I can prove that I wasn't even in the city limits at the time of the crime. I still can. Um, even a bigger deal is that seven years later, 
Arlen Young, the guy who actually committed the crime, the guy who was actually fighting the deceased in the initial altercation, the guy who had the beef with him, admitted to the crime on his deathbed to his family. And I'm still here. We presented this evidence to the case, to the courts through um, post-conviction, uh, through attorneys and private investigators working. And I'm still here. The courts won't hear it. They won't give me the hearing that I need to make a record of these out-of-court record facts that would you know, get me exonerated, get my sentence vacated. So that's where I am now, um, trying to get in court. Um, okay, well, l listen, um, uh, Marquise has my, my number, like we can text. Okay. You want to text something? So I I'm going to contact somebody because I, I may or may not have something on fr this Friday. So next week I can probably figure out a time, but obviously you guys have certain times you can do things. So okay, either, um, either, sorry, go ahead. I can give you my advocate's number. Her name is um, Shelly Ware. That that may be the best way to go about it. Wait, can, um, can Marquise text it to me? Her name and her number. Yeah, I can. Do? I can okay. have him. Yeah, I can have him do that right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, have him do that, and then I'll contact her, and we can try and figure out some way to. Um, to do like a, you know, like, like an in-depth interview, not like a 15 minute interview, but like, an, like yeah. this, where just tell me like, Hey, I was raised here. Here's my parents. Here's my brothers, my sisters. I was raised in, you know, this community. Yeah. I went here. I was never any problems or, Hey, maybe I had problems as a kid. Like, however, I'd love to. Just, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. most people like you can't, you can't tell me your fucking story in 15 minutes, bro. Like, yep. you know, you can't even do it in 45 minutes because the truth is, is like, you know, you kind of need to know like the background, like, were you ever in trouble? Was I, yep. was it a bad neighborhood? Was it a good neighborhood? Yep. Was it in my character or not in my character? Like, and I've learned that over time, you know, people don't, it's not just your story. People need to know you too, you know, right. know what you're like, what's normal for you. And, and they don't, you don't get that when you're hearing someone tell their story. You don't get that when you see a guy who was incarcerated and been gone 13 years you know, you don't, you don't get that. Hey, I appreciate you guys watching the video. Do me a favor. If you liked it uh, and you want to hear more content like this, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. So you get notified, leave me some comments in the comment section. And I really appreciate you guys checking it out. And also uh, if you want to help support the channel, by all means go to my Patreon. It's in the description.